everybody, and welcome to this week's <clears throat> indoor adventure in Passage, part nine of our homebrew setting. Uh, I am very excited for this week, as I am every single week. Uh, and I wanted to start off by just letting all you listeners know that it is uh, it is the 25th of March, 2019, and you are loved. I feel like there should be more positive affirmation in our community. So I'm going to try and start off every episode that way and remind people they are loved. So, hey guys, how's it going? Let us get into other things that you can find us with. So if you would like to go to podbean.com, indoor adventures through there you can find our audio cast if you go to anchor.fm you can find our a link to our podcast on all sorts of platforms such as uh stitcher overcast google play itunes spoofy aka the spotify you can find us on all sorts of those places and uh if you would like to help support the show in any way you can check out our patreon at patreon.com slash the indoor adventurer uh where it in it helps with the production and creation of some great merch and speaking of great merch i usually do a thing around this time hey guys the mug appeared in my hand almost via magic you want to know what else is magical Merch Madness through Streamlabs Store. You get an additional 10% off when ordering merch. So if you want to get a mug like this, maybe a t-shirt that has Blake scars on it, I would show the back, but apparently we can't show the first one's back, so we're just kind of going with it for this one. Uh, but you can get an additional 10% off the store where we also introduced our mug shots line for our Tuesday night game where if you would like to buy a taller mug, a 15 ounce mug, a bigger, better battler mug, then you can go there and find it with that as well as get a mug that maybe has uh, the face of your favorite Tuesday night character, including characters such as Ghost, Hubris, Kronk, and Wolf. That's actually all of them. So if you want to go and check out that, you totally can. There's new merch in the store. So with that in mind, all right, that's all I needed. I needed some water. So guys, would you like to introduce who you are playing as tonight for our audio cast viewers? No. Hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the show and you can catch me as Calum, the Shadokai Cleric. Hi, I'm LB, and I'm playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian. I'm, I'm Cyber. I play Blake. Hi. <laughs> I'm Wings, also known as Danae, and I'm playing Coriander, the Elytron Paladin. Yes. So, last we left off, you guys had been stranded on a beach episode of all places on a deserted island uh, that was previously home to a sea hag named Vilda. Uh, you guys dealt with the hag, but in doing so, your boat that was previously a troll had turned into a kind of petrified uh, coral and started sinking, no longer being able to be used as a ship. Uh, you guys pulled that uh, uh, over to the shore, where you then spent the night, kind of figuring out what you were, pl uh, what your plans were for uh, the coming next set of days. 
uh, Calum was able to focus uh, and figure out the uh, what exactly this staff was that Vilda had been using, uh, and found out that it was not actually used in the creation of these blights, but was more of a an odd means of persuading them and convincing them, not necessarily a direct control. Uh, and then you guys decided after uh, after some some pretty heavy comments between the set of you that you were going to go and investigate the former lair of Vilda. And upon reaching her home, you saw that the red plant that had been uh, put into that large pool of mud up on the second floor had actually grown out of the roof of this building. Uh, and looking around inside, the lot of you could see uh, the remnants of a lair, but it was actually Corey who, in her appraisal of this place as more of a home, as a house, uh, of this fey creature, was actually able to stumble upon a letter. And that is where we left off last time. So, what would you guys like to do? Uh, three of you are, are searching around unsuccessfully. Gwen, you were more just kind of like looking around, axe at the ready, Anything is possible in this horrid, horrid place. We had a plan, right? There was a plan. Yeah, get the book, get out. Yep. All right, so. Uh, Corey swiftly tucks that uh, note away and commences with the plan. All right. So. Uh, yeah, you guys go up towards the second set of stairs, uh, or the set of stairs on the right-hand wall that kind of wrap around and lead upwards, and upon reaching this second flight, you can see the large pool of mud that had previously been in the center of the room now has these giant, thick, dark roots stretching from it up into the ceiling where you can see that the wood boards have actually kind of been pushed and broken aside to make way for this large plant. Uh, make a perception check as you guys kind of come up and look around. Sixteen. Lemon. A natural 20. 19. 19. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you guys all see that the plants itself have kind of pushed away the table that had this little research set up onto it off to the side. Uh, and looking around, you can see that there is another table uh, that's been set up. This one, it looks like it had uh, maybe uh, about two chair or it has two chairs next to it signifying that maybe there was somebody who possibly ate dinner here or or it was just used commonly as a footstool uh and you also see that there are two large beds uh that are raised up out of the ground uh that are like planter beds not sleeping beds to make that uh point a little bit clearer uh and looking inside you can see that there are is the where there is the growth of some brightly colored vegetation uh, and it looks like uh, they're all just kind of these little green fronds that are uh, spouting out out of this table oh hello fronds uh, are any of those like usable <laughs> like for Blake uh, make a nature check three 
Uh, you think that these are perhaps a little bit too short, and uh, just grinding them up really wouldn't be worth the amount of time. Uh, uh, well, uh, what are we? What are we? What's the going to, with the staff in hand, peek his head in, look for the book. Okay. Uh, so make a, or what was your perception check? 16. Okay, so with a 16, you can see that there is a overturned table in the eastern part of the room. Uh, and it looks like there are, uh, a few glass, uh, beakers and vials that had kind of fallen onto the ground and broken, uh, as well as a few clay pots. And you see that there is a book that is just kind of splayed out. Uh, it's uh its ends are kind of sticking out so it's face down and you know that that's very stressful on the spine of the book uh and then looking around on the western corner of this room as well uh you also see that there is what appears to be a small wooden shelf that actually has several books uh tucked away inside of it i'm just gonna motion for everyone to just stay back steps into the room gingerly Okay. Gwen is not going to stay back. <laughs> yeah, Coriander doesn't stay back either. Blake will stay back, but have his crossbow trained on uh, on Calum and anything else that might pop out at him. Yep, Coriander's just shadowing Calum. Okay. Sword out. All right, so Calum, you tell all your friends to stay back, and in a Scooby-Doo-like fashion, they all just pop out behind you, except for Blake, who seems to be doing that thing that you asked him to. Uh, uh, the... Okay. We're gonna Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo creep. We're just stepping into each other's footprints. Yeah. So, are you going to the bookshelf or are you going to the overturned book? Uh, overturned book first. Okay. Uh, so as you pick it up uh, and start looking into it, you actually see that this book. Uh, that you had been looking through previously, as you kind of flip through it, you realize that it is broken sporadically uh, throughout the contents of this book. It looks like there are parts of it that are in common, uh, and then there are other parts that are written in a language that you don't necessarily understand. You've kind of recognized some of the patterns of it, but overall, you aren't really sure what language this is. Okay. Quietly snaps it shut, puts it in his bag. Um, bookshelf. Walks over to the bookshelf. Okay. Uh, yeah, so looking at the bookshelf, there are, uh, there is one book that is more of a reddish color, uh, and it seems to be very wide, possibly around the 600, 700 page uh, size. It is a very thick book. Uh, and then you see that there are other books off to the side uh, that are in lighter blue colors. One is kind of a deeper green. Uh, and all of them are in this same kind of foreign language to you. Uh, and... Uh, as you open up and start looking through this large red book, uh, inside of it, you can actually see that in just the tiniest possible handwriting, layered repeatedly across every 
plain possible plain surface amongst this book are just tiny little characters and not like drawn out caricatures but small icon like, small little <clears throat> iconographical text like annotations basically yeah. a very long drawn out sigh as he scoops as many as he can into his arms okay uh and gwen because you followed next to Calum, as he is looking at these books and kind of picking them up, you are able to actually read the titles of these books as you recognize this language as giant. Ooh, anything interesting? Uh, so the large, large red book that Calum uh, oh. is picking up is entitled A Day in the Life of a Rask. Oh, A Day in the Life of a Rask. You, what? That's what it says. You... Weren't you learning giant? <laughs> no. Oh. That that's what it says. These are in giant. That's gigantic? Yes. It looks rather small. Corey, do we need to have a discussion? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Alright, let's let's grab the books and get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Give me books to hold. Wait. Give me books to hold. Then she opens her bag. Book. 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 How many books are you taking? I mean... Is it a... I mean, if I it's can a, carry a few. If it's a lot, then, like, I can help, too. Mm -hmm. But... All the books. All of the books. Okay. Corey helps. Book, 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 book. This one's on cooking, like, fish. I don't know if we need this one. I mean, maybe we do since we're stuck on this island, but... We might need this one. Yeah, put it in there. If anything, Olivier might like it. Oh, I I'm not translating all these books, you know, like, quickly, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yeah. uh, are we good? Do we get what we I, needed? I think. There was one <clears throat> book they were looking for. We got all the books, right? Yes, hopefully. DM? So, you guys grabbed all of the books that you saw. I don't like the way you phrase that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is another. There's a staircase that continued leading up, but as you look, you can see that it's kind of blocked off by all of these roots that have taken hold of that third level. And from when you were downstairs, you could you saw that it was more of like a kitchen space than it was a space to actually do any kind of like setting out on a book and reading it kind of surface. Okay. Question. Is anyone else concerned about this plant that just kind of grew up out of nowhere? It's the same one as before, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking huge, though. Yeah. Let's not agitate it if possible. Until we burn this whole damn place down. Yeah. Wait, we're burning it down? When did we decide on that? Wait, yeah, what? Oh, is that not the plan? <laughs> that wasn't a part of the original I plan. That was the plan. No. Okay. Um, we'll discuss it somewhere not here. All right, let's bail. Bail. All right, so as you guys begin uh, to your descent down uh, the stairs once more, you all actually hear what sounds like a 
like a lashing, writhing sound kind of behind you. And as you look behind, uh, you can actually see what appears to be this wooden form uh, that looks roughly humanoid-sized standing in the vines. uh, And it looks directly towards the group and says, Mother! Mother, what is my purpose? Is it addressing anyone in particular? Uh, It seems to be looking directly towards Calum. Um, I'm not ready for kids, dude. Tell him peace. Peace. Tell him to give us a book. Um, Mother. You can... Yes? I appreciate you, Mother. What is my purpose? (laughs) Um, Your purpose for now is to just sit here and um, rest. Yeah. Done a lot of growing. Our roots will run deep, Mother. Oh god. <laughs> oh gods. Um Will you inform the tiny children? That our roots will run deep? Yes. Our roots will run deep, mother. Oh boy. Divine sense? Okay. Yeah, uh as Celestial Fiend Undead Fay. Uh, you get a slight hint of Fey, uh, but nothing overpowering. Okay. I'm sorry, you can't say hint of Fey anymore without me thinking about a LaCroix flavor. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> That's gotta be a shirt. Hint of Fey with hint the LaCroix Fae. logo. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Just the like color profile behind it. The text is different. So, you know, a, a parody. Parody. The cross. <laughs> Hint of Faye. Anyway, um, is that all you require, Mother? For now, yes. And you see this figure just bow, and then it recedes into the long vines. Go, 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 go! <laughs> we all quickly yes shimmy out of there okay so yeah you guys just exit as you hear uh what sounds like groaning boards and as you guys leave the bottom uh the bottom most level back out into the actual uh open air once again you start seeing these roots and vines begin to break through the top roof of where you guys were, just sending wreckage and rubble down beneath it as these roots find their way to the earth. Uh, now, do these things, these blights, do they look similar to the ones that we saw at Stimfizino, the award-winning arborist place? You, these ones do not. These okay. ones look like they are made of small mishmashes of driftwood and pieces of salvage that have kind of allowed them to take on a humanoid form. Whereas the ones that you saw in Senfuzeno's garden looked like dark, twisted roots that had come up and formed these creatures. Uh, would... Would Corey get the same sense that, like, these might have been made by something similar to the Dark Star, or... Hmm. Light sense, Particularly since I divine sensed it. You do not. This is more organic. Okay. 
as we're uh, bumbling down the stairs, Corey's going to be like over her shoulder to Blake, just hiss, we are not burning down this place. If, if that thing is part of the Dark Star, don't you think we need to deal with it? It's not part of the Dark Star. How sure are you? Absolutely. All right. In the Feywild, there are just as many just like him. That's a person. That was an eight on an inside check, so I'm gonna... <laughs> I believe her. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. And for that matter, Caleb's its mother. We can't kill Caleb's children. Oh yeah, Mazel tov, dude. Congratulations, oh. it's a blight. Oh, Opa? <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, uh... I'm not ready for parenthood. I'm barely ready for adulthood. Like... <laughs> it's all right. We can raise it together. I mean, I raise you guys. It's kind of the same thing. <sighs> no, it's not. I taught you how to curse. You shut your mouth. I already have parents. Well, yeah, so do I. That doesn't mean they were... Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Some can of worms we don't want that, to open. That's certainly a can of worms. Uh... So we build a boat now? Well, hopefully the little ones and the big ones are building a boat already. Right. We already tell them to do that? On our way here. Smashing. Well, no, I'd hope they're building, not... Uh, oh! Um. oh uh, cool. <clears throat> I got it. I think we should have a team building day. Oh! Um, Coriander's gonna reach into her bag really quickly. I didn't want to mention it while we were in there. Um, but I found this. And she's gonna unfold that letter. And hand it to them. And I'll read it out loud for you guys to... For a refresher, it says, Dearest daughter, with the twin calamities soon upon us, it is more important than ever before that we harness, more important than ever before that we harness our power, one over the other, powers unimaginable, but if able to be controlled could mean the ability to reshape the realms. The gift I sent you earlier is but an imitation of the power at our fingertips. If you would only look but up. When you are ready, come find me. I know how much your plants hate the cold, Mother Eldest. How many calamities were there? It says twin calamities. Now I already know of two calamities, so if that's the ones they're talking about, then we're pretty ahead of the game. Which calamities? The Dark Star, uh -huh. the coming winter. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, says, shit. It says, look but up, and I think that must mean the Dark Star. And it says, I know how much your plants hate the cold, and I think that must be the winter. Or location-wise, north is cold. Yeah, it's Perhaps. still pretty chilly here. I don't know for sure. Did we talk to Arask about this? 
Probably. Probably should, yes. I mean, we already need to drop off the, uh, the, the staff. This and... might be a thing we should bring up with Agatha. Right. Right. You know, can... we're, we might have to kill her, you know? Oh, yes, certainly. Okay, good. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared for that. Okay. Blake just what? <laughs> Good. Well, she has Sabra. There's a yeah. big difference. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's what I meant too. Um. We will murder for this dog. We will murder for this dog. Damned. That's <laughs> not to not to protect our own hides. I mean, also this letter is giving me. How should I say? bad vibes. The fact that they want to harness the power of the Calamities doesn't necessarily reflect well on their morality. Right. Yeah. Can you do that? Could you harness that power? How can you harness worms? Well, theoretically. Who's controlling the Dark Star? Ooh. The Dark Star might be an entity on, on its own. So, fun story as we're walking. <laughs> uh, when we got abducted by Santor. Um, <laughs> oh, that's an abduction now. I. Kind of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, were at a, we went to a hag's hut and there was, rummages, a letter. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, uh, Really? Yeah, he pulls it out and shows them. Signed to the House of... Uh, the House of Moon's Tear. House of Moon's Tear. Maybe it... is something, too? I don't feel good, like, opening someone else's mail, but... Are you freaking kidding me? And <laughs> one hops up and grabs it from him. All right. Uh, yeah, and as you grab it... <laughs> And you get your hands on this letter. You letter. You can actually feel that there is a that there is a heft to it. It seems like there. It's not just paper inside of here. It looks like there's actually Ooh. something something inside. Uh, and as you open up this letter, uh, you see. God, that's such an old note. I gotta go all the way back. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you guys. Uh, <laughs> end up seeing what looks to be a compass. And on this compass, uh, you see that there are the directions, uh, the cardinal directions, north, south, east, west. Uh, and as you look at it, you see that the compass rose in the middle, regardless of where you turn your compass, you know, uh, just kind of uh, make a survival check. Okay, I'm good at these. Six. Okay. Uh, so with your six, it seems like it is, it's pointing north. Uh, but the thing that's kind of weird about this direction is uh, where it's pointing is that it's not pointing to, or rather there is a direction on it, but then underneath is a small, uh, a small depiction of the moon in each of its different cycles. 
and coming out from the bottom of it, you see that they're on this circular object, that there is a long tube that uh, extends outward that has two little teeth pointing down, uh, and then a secondary small tube that comes out uh, that is more closed off that has teeth coming up. I don't know what the fuck this is, Blake. Do I know what the fuck that is? <laughs> uh, you have no idea. You've never seen anything like this before. Uh, you could make a history check to see if maybe anything about this reads a bell. Did it come with a letter? It did come with a letter. 17. Okay, uh, so... You aren't necessarily sure what this is, what this object is, but when Calum says the uh, manner of Moon's Tear, that is a story that you've heard from being a hunter. That is one of those just kind of like a Sasquatch or a Loch Ness monster. It's just this thing that people talk about that hunters would talk about over campfires. And what it was was that it was a house that would move and it would never be in the same place depending on the phase of the moon and it was very hard to track down because the hunters never knew where it would show up they would try but each time it would always show up adjacent or if a hunter was able to find it they had no recollection of what happened while they were there it's just sort of a mystery uh in the blood hunter society but you've heard of it before Okay. Yeah, what is it? I mean, I don't know. The moon's, uh, the moon's tier mansion. The manner of moon's tier. Manner of moon's tears is like, I don't know. It's like a story. It's a compass. Blake, make a survival check. Fifteen. It is not pointing north. Oh. What phase of the moon is it pointing towards? Uh, it would be pointing towards, uh... Currently, what looks to be a uh, that half stage, uh, where it is neither waning or waxing. If we look up, what phase is the moon in? If you look up, you'll blind yourself because it's the daytime. <laughs> yeah. the, moon is a, the moon is out during the day. No, sometimes. it's not, you dingus. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it is. Sometimes. Uh, and you can see that uh, it is... Uh, Make a perception check. Mm. I don't know. His, his, his goddess is the moon goddess. He might know what the phase of the moon is. 24. I definitely know what phase the moon is in. Uh, you would know that it is currently on the... Uh, it's on the waxing stage. It's already reached past that point. Already past hmm. the half point. And can you turn the compass and it'll point to different moon phases it points in a particular direction uh as you kind of turn it the uh the compass itself always stays pointing the correct direction okay or not correct but pointing in a steady direction as you turn uh as you turn this thing in your hand uh until eventually 
you line up the uh, you can see kind of inlaid into it that there is uh, what looks to be another compass underneath uh, and as you kind of maneuver it and kind of tilt it around you can see that eventually it lines up where the compass points straight with the bottom of it heading out towards the longer tubes that are at the bottom and this thing is maybe not even uh, not even six inches long Do both compasses point in different directions? Or the both same compasses, direction? when lined up, uh, in this case, as you line them up, you see that it point that at this point it is at the three quarters uh, waning moon, almost to a new moon is where it points to. Huh. So, I mean, if we figured that out, maybe it might lead to the Moonsteer Manor, Manor of Moonsteer. Yeah, but it doesn't really indicate how far it is. No. Maybe walking halfway across the country. I mean, if we keep, like, moving around, we can try to, like, triangulate it. But, I mean, kind of feel like all this Dark Star stuff is a little bit more... I think. Know, pertinent. We need to I do wonder that. If is there a letter? There was this letter with it, right? There was. What does the letter say? Uh, when you look <laughs> into it, it says... Uh, it says uh, three-quarter cups ginger... Uh, three pinches of sugar, uh, two cups of flour, one stick of butter. It's a cake recipe. Is it signed off by anybody? Terrible. Nope. <laughs> this is a recipe. Well, for the, disaster. The hag's shorthand was written in baking terms, so maybe oh. I could try to translate it. So, like a code. Yeah. Can Can you? read this do you can you figure it out it'll take me some time i don't have a cipher interesting <clears throat> this is all very perplexing yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating Corey's like you know got like the letter in one hand and the compass in the other which she keeps on like flipping back and forth to look at the two different sides i've never seen anything like this yeah well what if we send the compass over to your dad? Do you think that would be a good idea? I mean, he would be absolutely fascinated by this. I just don't want to step on your toes or anything. You're kind of our go-to man for brain stuff. I, you know, there's sometimes that you need to outsource. Uh Based off the stories that I heard, would the would the manor have only appeared on the material plane? From your hunters never really traveled into the other planes very much. <laughs> but so they still had stories about it. Yeah, they had stories of it. They had traded with other fae and heard stories of that same kind of transfer. Sorry, I just, I, I can't help but think like sending this to her dad is just like, Daddy, this puzzle's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do my homework for me, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, uh, he was mean I, to me, Daddy. I will kill him. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> the person that was mean. Sorry, that's like a conversation for like 10 years in the future. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was 11. So, oh, uh, so, as you guys continue, and did you take a little aside to kind of discuss what you had, uh, what you had found the two different letters be uh, from these hags, that kind of thing? 
walk and talk. We have an hour of travel. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, we're walking. We're kind of walking and talking. All right. So uh, when you guys are about 20 minutes or so away from the beach, make a perception check. Oh, God. It's like some Noah's Ark bullshit. <laughs> 16 again. 17. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> nice. Both of us? Girl power. Yes. Uh, same time. <laughs> Bye today. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, yes, as you guys are walking through the woods, uh, it starts, the, the ground beneath you starts to get tougher and starts to get kind of harder to walk on. And as you all look down, you can see that it's almost like there's a layer of bark dust that has kind of been spread over the forest floor, but it's not very thick. It is very sporadically in just these smaller chunks. Uh, and as uh, and Gwen, you and Corey, as you guys are walking along, both uh, you both look down and you see the same piece of this wood that's kind of been turned up in the chunks that are surrounding the area. And you can see a familiar rune that was marked on one of these smaller creatures. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh no! Oh God, Blake! Uh, Caleb, cover your eyes! Cover your eyes! Wait, Wings is completely oblivious. What's going on? <laughs> what, what are the what are the terrible implications that are going right over my head? They, they made, made up for themselves. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That's amazing! <laughs> That's horrifying! <laughs> That's intriguing. Well, we just had one boat that was made out of something, and now we have another boat that's made out of something. Maybe Agatha would be willing to accept this. What does the boat look like? <laughs> As you guys come out onto the actual beachhead, which is actually a lot uh, a lot easier to get to now as a lot of these large spear-like pieces of driftwood have been removed. You see in front of you, 70 feet long, about 20 feet wide, with a large aft castle coming over the back of it, this large, dark wooden ship. And on the right side, you can see the humanoid figure of one of the tree blights, his arms extended out, his lower half kind of branching around to create the hull of the boat his hand extending out uh, and his left hand reaches and you see that it begins to intertwine with another arm. And as the prow, as you look towards the prow spear, you can see proudly one of these other tree blights with its arms extended back, its head kind of tilted down with this more elongated jaw. Looking up at the mast of the ship, you can see what appears to be another one of these tree blights, roughly about its chest up, its arms up above its head that just sort of seem to interweave into one large pole. Uh, and from those poles, you can see then uh, what looked to be, again, just very dark wood laid out with a sail that is made out of just kelp and seagrass and others of these just kind of wet materials that had been found along the beach. Uh, and Corey and Gwen, with your 20s, uh, that you guys had rolled on your perceptions. You can see that 
the along the gun rail of the top part of the ship along the outer rim uh, is what looks to be very nice railing, but the two of you can see that it is just made of dozens of these tiny forms, tiny and medium-sized creatures that have all kind of interwoven themselves to create this large 70-foot ship for you all. Uh, and... Gwen and Corey, you both also see uh, looking around the beach, taking in the things that the people have, or that these blights had taken to create this ship. Uh, you see that the pile uh, of ash that had been uh, left over the extended fire uh, on Vilda's corpse has been disturbed. This is the best boat fucking ever! You hear a small thump as Caelan has fallen over. Oh. They made a pleasure cruiser. <laughs> now, now, whenever you say that the 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 pyre was disturbed, are there hagbones there? Because I better be seeing hagbones, but there. As, uh, make an investigation check. <laughs> Twenty one. There are no hag bones in the ash pile. Oh! God fucking damn it. Burn the <laughs> ship to kill the captain. <laughs> I want to go on the boat. Corey, let's go on the boat. Uh, 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 okay, uh, let's go on the boat. Yeah. But the, uh, Hold on. Do you think it's all right, Caelan? Uh, <laughs> I'll stay here. I'm checking this fucking boat out. Okay. Gwen follows him. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, as you go, Blake, I'm looking for a hag. Okay. Uh, good for a hag. I, I'm hunting a fae. Okay. Even even though this one was reskinned. Okay. I'm looking for a fae. It's a fae. Sounds. We all agree that it's a fae. The thing on the bow. On the prow sphere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you look, it looks like the body of this large tree blight. Uh, yeah. Its arms extended back, its head down in reverence, almost. Dude, we have to name this boat. Oh my god! Think of some, think of some wood puns. As oh, she's running forward with like the macabre mahogany. Ooh, mahogany macabre. I like that even better. Uh, They're driftwood, yeah. not mahogany. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's actually right. Uh, so I'm, I am investigating this boat for for Hag. Okay. Uh, so what is how is your like how is the ability outlined uh, in the uh, on your player's uh, on your player's So the hunter's bane says that I have advantage on survival checks to track and intelligence checks to recall information about fae fiends and undead, and if I'm tracking these types. Uh, one at a time. I cannot be surprised by them. Okay. So, if I... I guess this wouldn't be, uh, tracking, uh, this fey, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, so as you, uh, do a bunch of, like, quick turns, uh, to make sure that, like, no, none of the, uh, none of these Uncanny Valley wooden faces are looking at you, uh, that are still found kind of littered around the ship. You can see uh, that each of them do have these runes that are kind of marked uh, into its head. And Gwen, as you follow Blake, 
you're able to actually read the runes that have been outlined as they were uh, as they were put down in giant. Uh, and along the tiny forms, you actually see that it's the rune for child. Oh, that's that's dark. I'm not going to share that. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, larger ones, uh, not the tree blight size, but the younger, uh, the medium sized ones, those all have uh, adult written on it. Uh, and then the taller ones have elder uh, that seems to be carved into their head. Okay. Uh, Blake, you make a perception check as you continue to look around, and you can as well, uh, Gwen. <laughs> perception? Yeah, perception. Five. Okay, yeah, you guys do not notice anything. Corey and Calum, while your two friends are looking around this boat, what are the two of you doing? Stuttering. And Corey's just asking more and more questions that he can't answer. About the uh, uh, I said to make a boat, not to be a boat. I mean, what else were they going to make it from? There's driftwood spires. Are they all sentient or just the one that can talk? I could go ask. I mean, he's about an hour away. Can you ask these ones? I don't think they can speak. Um, oh, there's more than one way to communicate. <laughs> if there's a tiny one around, Cam will take a knee. The as you look around, make a perception check. Someone's gonna have to learn goddamn speak with plants. Can I make a perception check? Sure. I want to go. Fourteen. Eighteen. Okay, so the 14 and the 18, you guys actually see uh, that there are three figures that are standing on the deck of this ship. And they look to be uh, creatures made entirely out of vine. And they are all just looking down, watching as uh, Blake and Gwen circle around uh, the base of the ship. Gonna wave up at them. Uh, and the three of them all turn in unison towards you. Uh, and you can see that it isn't a humanoid-style turn. It seems like their center of mass more just shifts. So if they had right and left hands, you would see that their thumb kind of just siphons over to God. the left side uh. as their body just flips. <laughs> do their eyes go, like, through their head, or do they go around their head? <laughs> uh, their eyes actually do... Uh, it's more of, like, a going through kind of thing, in that it right. closes on one side, and then on the other, you actually just see it separate to form what would be eye holes. Right, they just kind of turn themselves outside in and then inside out again. Because they're right. made entirely of roots. Yay. Nice. Come on, Blake, let's go up! Yippee! <gasps> You know what we could call it? What? The next generation. I don't understand that reference. They're they're children. Okay. Caleb's the dad. Okay. Okay, never mind. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so did Wings. <laughs> but Coriander doesn't get that reference, so... <laughs> No one does. There's no such thing as Star Trek in this world. <laughs> Star Jammer? You possibly know that. Maybe there will be. Who knows? Tune in. Right. Uh, so, 
So we're going up to the deck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McBlighty face. You actually don't see a easy way to get onto the deck of this ship. But All right. As you kind of look around, you look up and you see that there are those three figures that kind of just loom over. Oh, that's terrifying. Hi. Sup, Twigs? That doesn't really work. Throw me up. Wait. Throw me up. I will, throw, I will try to throw... Gwen, up. Oh. Why'd you say it like that? What? Because <laughs> he's hesitant. Okay. I like, is, is there a place that I could throw Gwen up through, or am I just like yeeting her through the ceiling? Uh, you are more <laughs> under the deck, dude. Under the deck of the. We're ship. below deck. No, we're not on the boat yet. Yeah, you oh. guys had been walking around the outside because there wasn't a clear way to get up. Oh, okay. Kalen, perhaps you should ask permission to board. Yeah, um, Calum <clears throat> starts walking over. Hi, um, can we get up, please? And, uh, you see them extend their vine arms down and just wrap around you, Calum, and then lift you up off of the ground and then set you onto the deck of the ship. Hello. Oh, get me up there! <laughs> and then face step. they just look at you. They tilt their heads a little bit. <clears throat> um, oof. Next, Caleb. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ah, bah. Flowers. Poof. <laughs> yeah. Slight scent of cherry blossoms. Hmm. I pose them a question. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they just continue to look at you. I'll throw Gwen up. Okay, make they a... all look identical? They do. Make an athletics check. 13. That's enough. Gwen doesn't weigh a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you manage to pop her up <laughs> onto the deck of the ship. <clears throat> Ow! Could you help my friend up? Pointing back down at Blake. And the three of them just turn and extend their, uh, extend their vines down towards you, Blake. Oh god, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> they wrap you up in your in their vines and then steadily lift you up off of the ground and then bring you onto the deck, set you down again. Uh, that was a bad touch. That was a bad touch. Sorry. <clears throat> so I guess they're the crew. Cool. Tell them to take us home. Do they have have tell them to get the other boat. Oh, so there's another boat over there somewhere. It's kind of important to us. Could you somehow attach it to the side of this one? Make a persuasion check. Please. Mm. At advantage, since you said please. <laughs> uh, 12. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the three of them just standing looking at you. You watch as their bodies just kind of turn into a series of vines and sink into the base of the ship. And then you watch as the vines creep down along the side back to ground level and then reform into these three figures that begin making their way over towards your uh, previously petrified ship. That is so unsettling. Cool. Cool. Are we leaving immediately? I mean, yeah, why not? Unless you guys want to like, I mean, we um, have the whole beach to ourselves. We don't have to worry about the lights anymore. Yeah, but I'm kind of concerned that there's no body of the hag left oh th oh that's right uh we should probably look for that 
I'm gonna walk over to one of the <clears throat> one of the railings and I'm gonna say, "Where's the hag? <laughs> Are they dead? Dead? You get no response from these things. <laughs> oh God. Caleb, do they have names? Uh, they don't seem to talk, except for the other. Yeah, that's what. Should we take him with us? The big one? All of them? Well, the one in the... I think this is all of them. Uh, <laughs> the one question. that talks. Well, question. Do you think you control, you can control them without that staff? I don't think he does. I think that he just asks nicely. And I think he controls them. Makes I mean, them listen to him. They from what I can tell from the staff, they don't see me as an enemy while I have this. Right. <clears throat> what so, happens whenever we don't have the staff any longer? Well, that's the thing. If we have the staff, we can take Vine Boy over to Rask and drop him off as well. Or we could just tell him where it is and he could just bomb this whole place. I mean, we really haven't seen any other animals here, right? I mean, but it's sentient. We killed its mother, dude. Technically, I'm its mother Caleb now. Is its mother? Do you want this responsibility, Caleb? Is that a question? Is do we want to turn down this opportunity? We are trying to start up a business. This is a free boat. This is free workers. So long as we have that staff and we are giving that staff up mm. in order to get the house to start that business. That is true. I suppose it becomes Arask's. Arask? Is that Arask's his name? problem. Yes. Yeah, it becomes Arask's responsibility. So bring in the dude. Yeah. No, just leave him here. I don't Why? want to deal with that shit on the boat. It's. He'll listen as long as I have the staff. All right, so it's going to be another hour to go there, another hour to get back. <laughs> That's well, two hours meantime, that this look... missing hag could become yes. a problem. Well, in the meantime, we could be looking for the missing hag. If we, if one of us goes and tries to get hit without that staff, the other ones of us are going to get attacked. We're not splitting up, guys. As much as I hate to have to go back there, we're not splitting up. Remember what happened last time we split up? Corey? I can right. wait to bring him on. We won't split up. Yeah, I can wait to bring him on so we can look for the hag. All right, here, haggy hag. She's going to start going under the deck. That's not how that works. So as you go to look for a set of stairs to go to the second <laughs> level underneath, you actually can't find a dedicated set. What instead you find is that the central mast, which is of this large tree person with his hands extended out, his face extends downward, and you can actually see that his jaw is distended down into the floorboards, and looking <clears throat> into his mouth, you see rungs for a ladder that lead deeper into the ship. <laughs> this is fucking sweet! <laughs> She'll climb down. I, so, general, general announcement to all the blights. Everybody here is cool, and you can listen to them. 
No More response. authority, Caleb. Um, <laughs> please. God damn it. All right. So yeah, Gwen, you uh, descend down into the second level of this ship, and looking around, you can see that where normally there would be well-crafted walls uh, inside to kind of help denote space, what instead you see is that uh, coming down the you coming down the inside of this blight and entering into the space beneath you see that his body actually breaks up into tiny branches and vines along the inside of this ship and then separates to create uh, the dividing portions for walls. Uh, and it is actually more of these vine creatures that have interlaced themselves to create more of a woven aesthetic for the inside of this ship. Uh, as well as what appears to be uh, several... Uh, there are... Uh, two doors in the back to help create a separate room, a much larger room, which you think might be a cargo area. Uh, mm. And then uh, make a perception check as you continue to look around. Okie dokie. It's a seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so looking around, uh, it looks, this looks way better than Olivia's ship like oh shit <laughs> like this looks it looks sturdy it's a little weird because again you're you can see that there are bits and pieces of these wood figures that have been scattered around to help create a sturdy ground beneath your feet uh but all in all your ship is actually larger uh and longer than the than the moon runner is the ship is badass <laughs> She'll continue on trying to, uh, uh, every once in a while, calling for the hag. Okay. Because <laughs> she don't, doesn't remember her name. Alrighty. So, Gwen is below deck, shouting around. What are the three of you above deck doing? And you hear Crew. just, this this ship is fucking badass! Just echo <laughs> out from inside of this tree blight's mouth. Corey will go over to the gun rail and kind of lean on it, looking at the uh, ash pile. Um, and be like, it doesn't make any sense. I burned her. All right. Oh. Make a perception check while you lean up against the gun rail. 17. Okay. Uh, as you are wondering to yourself, you kind of, you look down at the gun rail and you see what almost looks like a face kind of peeking up back at you. Uh, as uh, the railing itself, in the same way that the large tree blights had interwoven their hands to create the outside of the hole, it seems like the smaller twig blights actually did the same process to have their arms come together to form the railing for, uh, for the gun rail. She's going to kind of look down at that face and be like, did you do anything about this? Just looks back at you with a vacant expression. Yeah, no response. Um, she'll turn around. Perhaps we should speak with the vine man. He seems to be the only one of these things that can talk, and he might know what happened to the hag. Right. There. Uh, the, so we're walking back. But 
Gwen. <laughs> yeah, you hear him. No problem. She's uh, not going to say anything. She's dead. <laughs> Gwen. Hurriedly, Calum climbs down. Gwen's going to be laying over a railing. <laughs> Dramatic, like relaxing or like dramatically? Dramatically. Like she's dead. <laughs> Caleb runs over and then puts two fingers up to her neck. Caleb. Yeah? I've been cursed. <laughs> the hag. She's cursed me. Uh, Blake? What? The only thing that will save me. Blake's running down. Is True love's kiss. Calum and Blake make perception checks. <laughs> Blake, you will have advantage because this is technically a fey thing. <laughs> 10, 20. Okay. Uh, so, Calum, you are. Check or a performance check? He's choosing to believe you, it seems like. <laughs> uh, so. Blake, as you come down the stairs uh, and you see that Calum has uh, Gwen in his arms, uh, Calum, are you are you giving her true love's kiss? Like I, you know, I don't have these kind of. Um, Blake. Uh, Blake, you see as as this is happening and Gwen is just having herself a time uh, that on the wall uh, opposite from where they are, uh, much in the same way that the Blights have all had their arms kind of prostrated up, you see what looks to be a more feminine humanoid shape on the wall. And as you kind of come in and, and see this, and then look over and, and have a better view of what this is. You can actually see what looks to be that same uh, more feminine figure of Vilda has uh, vines and wood actually growing over it uh, in the wall. And you can see that there is some wood that is coming over where the skull is, uh, but it's only covering one side. And the other you can see has wood coming over where uh, the eyebrow would be. But then there is just a dark, vacant hole that leads into a cheekbone and then teeth coming on uh, underneath from one side. As it seems, her body has been used uh, as part of the creation of this ship. Well, I feel a lot better about this now. Oh, uh, wait, Caleb's what's like going on here? In. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what are y'all doing? One's been cursed, and she says, "True love's kiss." True love's kiss. <laughs> well, I mean, the hag is here, but I don't think she's in the state to curse anybody. Uh, what? Yeah, like <laughs> look. Just cackles. <laughs> that is terrifying, and please don't do that. Sorry. Caleb <laughs> turns red. Stands, uh, turns, walks away. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as you as you turn around, Caleb, you see that there is just this <laughs> arms out, 
borderline skeletal figure in the parts that aren't covered in wood just kind of extending hanging off the wall uh, <laughs> starts walking faster uh do i get the sense that if i like doom style uh grab this skull uh that it would do uh structural damage to the boat irreparable sure. structure damage to the boat cool then i won't touch it okay uh so we're, fi we're finding the vine dude right we found i found that the hags down here do we have to not particularly sweet let's not then we're doing it god damn it cory I don't want to go through the woods again. Corey yeah, don't go through the down. woods, you may die. <clears throat> Corey will come downstairs and see all that. Yeah, and Corey, you just see that there is, again, the bones of Vilda have become part of the ship. Part of the oh. ship, part of the crew. <laughs> God damn it. Like, or, uh, Calum tried to kiss me. Calum, did you ask first? You told me she was cursed. <laughs> when that's lying. Yeah, but it's fun. And if anyone's supposed to be giving you love's first kiss, then it should be Blake. Wait, what? Wait, what? Shame on all of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get these vine people and get these this bitch on the on the on the waves. We don't Smooth. know how to sail. Um, I know how to sail for like Good. a few minutes. It'll be fine. We all know a little bit about how to sail, and I get the idea that the three chaps upstairs are going to be taking care of it anyways. Sweet. All right. Into the woods. So, uh, as you guys come back out uh, from the ship and look around, you don't actually see any of these bodies, any of these three figures made of vines that you uh, had seen earlier. But instead, you see that the ship, uh, your troll boat, has been wrapped in a series of vines across the back of your aft castle. Lovely. And you don't, again, you don't see the people anywhere. Uh, we'd like to disembark, please. Uh, and you see that the gun rail actually opens for you, but there are no vines that lift you this time. Oh, I get it. They're holding the boat mm -hmm. up. Jump on three. Like just jumps off. <laughs> yeah. Jumps sand. Yeah. When jumps and then she like runs her hand down the side, being all badass, and then falls as soon as she gets to the ground. Yeah, she fuck! touches <laughs> so many weird hands, faces, and other wooden body parts ah! along the way down. Yeah. Come on, Gwen, to find the dick. <laughs> <laughs> They're atomically correct, guys, just so you know. Uh... Come on, Caleb, I'll catch you. I'm already down here. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and you guys were able to land into the sand without any problem. Uh, and you make your way, spending this next hour, uh, once again <laughs> on your way back to the uh, back to this central uh, location on the island. Can Oaken you... carry all four of us? Uh, Oakenheel, I believe, would be able to carry two elves and a gnome. I don't know about uh, the I'm addition sorry, of what a the two elves and a halfling. I'm at Dragonborn. What did you just say? <laughs> I meant halfling. Indoor's in trouble. I am. Listen here. Now you listen here. At this point, it's it's almost like it's on purpose. Whoops. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's fine. Blake, Blake's just going to walk anyway. All right, right we go there. All right. So you guys make it to uh, to this large area without any real problem. Uh, and looking at it this time, the house that you guys had seen previously is almost entirely vines now. Uh, it seems like a lot of these just large, uh, a lot of these thicker white vines have kind of just wrapped around uh, the outer area of this otherwise wooden structure. Uh, and you see looking into the oh, what was an open door uh is now just thick with these vines um hello <laughs> knock knock mother's home mother you have returned <laughs> oh, as a God. large figure <laughs> uh, as a lar as this humanoid figure kind of like works its way out of the vines uh, uh, and you can see that this figure has actually taken on a more feminine, uh, a more feminine shape. Not boys. Not boys. <laughs> Hi. Um. Welcome back, mother. I have taken a form that I felt would be fitting for you. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> um. Uh. Has a name. Uh, sorry. Did I happen to name you before? Before what, mother? I left. No. No name was received. Ah, okay. Vinny. We'll name you later. Vinny. My name is later. And it no, shall no. be no. remembered. Wait, no, 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 no. It's Forget that. Later. Let's mosey on out of here. We're How does one anyway. mosey? Mother, do my roots please you? They have gone deep into the earth as you requested. I'm going to punch Gwen in the shoulder. <laughs> deep into uh, the earth? For what purpose? Yeah. Why again? Remind me. It's been a very long time and Mother is very forgetful. Mother, you told me my roots must go deep. How deep? Mother did not specify. I think you've gone deep enough, dude. How? Well, it's probably in the notes somewhere. But for what purpose? Nutrients. Um, are you a friend of mother? These, these are all my friends. Um, Corey. I'm Auntie Gwen. Aunt Gwen. Don't listen to Aunt Gwen. Um, Rude. <laughs> and Uncle Blake. And what of this one, mother? And he points towards Corey. Call me Corey. 
Corey, Auntie Gwen, Uncle Blake. <laughs> I have um, had my roots go deep in order to gather nutrients from the soil. You what? full, buddy? Well, one can never be full. Soon I shall be the voice of the forest. Uh, what does that entail? It entails pollination, Uncle Blake. God. Ah. Well. I must spread my seed across the winds, like all other plants before me. Well, I've certainly heard that before. Uh, me too. Damn human bards. <coughs> all right, dude. You're cool. I'm, I'm sorry glad to ask came this. back for him. Good. Kale. Do I think? Do I need to take care of the flower? I'm what sorry. Have, Can what I? What just... of other creatures later? I'm sorry. What? What of other creatures? What other creatures? The forest. There are other. There are other creatures in the world. Then we shall protect but... them under the boughs. All right, that's pretty good. Oh. Oh. Well, we're leaving soon, and I know you've just. Will you return, yourself. mother? Well, I was wondering if you would like to come with us. My roots have grown too deep, mother. He's okay. gone too deep, dude. <laughs> I punched Gwen in the shoulder again. <laughs> I mean, that's just what happens. If you plant roots in a small town, you can never leave. Oh. Do you have means of carrying my mini vines, mother? And the figure motions back to the large tree filled with roots. Well, it seems like this is your home now. Question. How big are you going to get? I do not know, Auntie Gwen. How big do you want to get? I bet you can get real big. I wish to cover all. All of what? The island? I the don't plane? know. It is a mystery what I must cover, but my genes tell me that I must cover. Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, <clears throat> how about this? For now, you can go to sleep until I come back, and then we'll revisit the idea. I will rest, mother, on your recommendation. Don't get any bigger possible enter like a state of hibernation until I return. You wish for me to sleep deeply, mother. And I will come and wake you. The figure bows uh, and says, upon your return. Okay. Bye later. Um, I mean, later, later. Don't you mean see you later? Come on. Uh. <laughs> you can indeed. I have gained this form. Is it pleasing, mother? Looking hot. Thank you, Auntie Gwen. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Hey, you need to tell him not to grow any bigger because you told him not to listen to me or her. It? I, to I told later to just hibernate for now. I do, and do then... you have any preferred pronouns? I am a plant. Cool. I'll write you them. I am both. Yeah. Any. But but what are your preferred pronouns? Friend or later. 
<laughs> Excellent. Solid. Excellent. Very well. Cool. Laters. Yes. Sleep well. May I get a kiss on the forehead? Good night, mother. God damn. Oh. Caleb walks up. <laughs> Tiptoes. Figure bends wow. down. Just like a smoosh on the forehead. And the figure just kind of stands, straightens up a little bit. I look forward to your return, mother. And then uh, just begins to recede back into the vines. Homer Simpson jiff into the hedge. <laughs> yep. I don't think I'm ready to raise kids. You That's might not have to. I, I'm getting a feeling as soon as Aras gets the staff, then he gets to be mother. You'll be dead down the line, don't worry. I'll be Rah. dead down the line, what? <laughs> dad. Uh, oh. Mm. You'll raise some cocky dude. Hey. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> and you'll do it alone because Corey's not a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I'm confused. I mean, what? <laughs> what? Check out the four kids mini adventure. <laughs> may or may not be an alternate universe. We have yet to see. <laughs> who knows? Depends on who dies tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. huh? <laughs> That's right. Freaking Steven keeps on threatening to kill someone tonight. Hey. On the beach episode. Hey, Nablroy. Nablroy, thank you for the follow. Hey, Nablroy. Oh, thank you. So. Dong. You guys are making your way back to your ship. Uh, yep. All right, so you spend another hour making your way. Uh, and at this point, it is already in the early afternoon. Uh, so, as you Corey guys- will go back to summer form. Okay. Because remember that shit's still happening. Yeah. Corey, make a wisdom save. Oh, okay. Oh no. Oh, hey! Oh, hey! Hold on. Big oof. Oh, big oh. oof. Big ass doof. He's a natural one. Oh, oh no. no. So, uh, the three of you, as you guys are all walking back uh, and uh, having just said goodbye to your newest friend later. Uh, you continued on your way, and as you walked, uh, the three of you felt the air get noticeably colder as you continued to walk on. Uh, and from how, from the progression that Cory had been having into her winter form, her hair was already mostly this icy white kind of coming up to the back of her head, uh, and she had been in a very, uh, very chipper mood going around uh, the ship and kind of learning more uh, about this large hulky, uh, hulk of a cog, if we're using the actual name of what the ship is, is that it's a cog. Uh, Greybeard confirmed it. I asked him what a 70-foot ship with one sail was. Uh, but the three of you uh, feel just kind of this burst of cold from around you. Uh, wow. And uh, Corey rather than going to your summer form 
you have finally cycled into your winter form. And that is where we will go to our first break of the evening. So I'd like to say thank you to all of you new people for stopping by and coming towards uh, what is sure to be a beautiful, beautiful adventure indeed. You guys just got a crazy cool boat. And you want to know what else you can get? Some crazy cool merch if you go to bit.ly slash indoor adventures, which you can do on the break. Uh, we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or who knows, maybe leave us a review on any of your preferred audio cast places so I can read them and find out how we're doing, because I like uh, knowing what you guys think of the campaign as well. And Cyberwolf just posted in chat, but if you use the code MERCHMADNESS at the checkout for Streamlabs store, then you get an additional 10% off of our merch, which is totally cool. But we will see you guys five to ten minutes. So we'll see you soon. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, Hello. my God. What? What the fuck? She's doing it again. <sighs> That's how we bring about winter, Corey. A lot of booze. <laughs> what? What? <No. laughs> what is... Audiocast no listeners, we, we are watching quite oh, the triumph. Oh wait, no, that's actual. Oh no, oh no. This is called getting method acting. Hey, everyone who's not, this is why we have the mature filter on the, on the stream, so there. Don't die. Anyways, hey all you, hey all you people, people. And last we left off, uh, the three of you, uh, Gwen, Calum, and Blake, uh, we're walking forward in the woods, kind of talking amongst yourselves uh, about what to do with the situation of your boat, uh, how you're going to actually get back to Arathsk, what you're going to do. Uh, and that is when the three of you felt a rush of cold from behind you. And as you turned, that's when you had seen Corey standing in front of you in her full <laughs> winter form. As she had tried to go summer, but that did not work out this time. Um, Corey? Yeah, my hands are so cold. <laughs> um, Corey's just going to, like, look at her hands and just kind of start shaking. Um, and then she'll, like, just ball up in a fetal position on the ground and, like, put her ha arms, like, hands over her arms and just be like, this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Caleb walks up next to her, crouches down, and puts a hand on her back. She flinches. Hey, um, are you okay? No. Uh, guys. Uh, Blake's just gonna take off his uh his cloak and like wrap it around her. Like huge tears start welling up and just like dripping down her face non-stop just like faucets just goes hey, 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 hey. Gwen's gonna walk over and like she's kind of at her level now and she'll just like pet her head it's not that bad we're gonna get off this island and then she looks at the guys 
gonna cast calm emotions. <laughs> okay. Uh, is calm emotions a charm effect? I think it is a. Give me one second. You can choose to fail that, right? It is a charm effect, yes. I have advantage against being charmed, but if I can choose to fail, I would like to. Yeah, you can choose. You just feel Calum. Calum cast. Uh, Calum, are you like behind Corey when you start casting this? Well, it, like I have our hand on her back, okay. and then I'm just like yeah. casting it. So, Corey, you feel the reassuring touch on your shoulder from Calum just begin to start spreading warmth over you, and it's like you are just kind of getting wrapped in this hug. It's almost like a getting a blanket on you during an emergency situation. Which she does have. She does too. <laughs> she yeah. does have a blanket on her. Yeah. Um, she will actually latch onto him like he's a safety raft. Oh, y'all thought this was a shipping episode because we were going to get on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should hurry back. Mm. Corey, you, why you, why you so cold? Who's frozen now? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't the joke be, why so blue? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> why, why the cold shoulder? <laughs> Y'all. Have it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Corey. This is, in this, this moment, this is actually water, by the way. I'm gonna continue drinking this. Okay. So don't be, don't be concerned. It is water. I'm always concerned. Doing me a heckin' concern. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Corey, you felt that uh, emotional wave kind of take you over for just a moment, and then you felt the warmth of Calum's uh, spell kind of wash over you, and you feel calm in this moment. Um, I think that that actually stops the waterworks um, and she takes a deep breath and says I'm sorry we should get back to the boat okay I'm just gonna warn you now um, after we leave about 20 paces from here it might wear off is that how it works? Oh, oh, it's a radius. <laughs> um, she looks a little concerned. But hey, no worries. We're here. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it now, Duder? You sad? I might just need to cry for a while. Can you bring well, Oak and like Heal here? Heel here? Yeah, she'll summon Oak and Heal. Yeah, you whistle for him, and not even a minute later, just kind of from the brushes, he appears. She'll uh, hop up onto him and just kind of clutch his neck. I'm gonna walk next to Oak and Heal, hold my hand up, like, for Corey to hold. Yeah, she'll grip Caleb's hand. And then once they leave the radius, uh, like, the waterworks start again. Okay. Crying for any reason there, buddy? Or is it just, um, 
Because you're sad? <laughs> She's, she'll look at Gwen, and it, it's kind of eerie, because, like, there's no sobbing or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, huge scared eyes with, like, tears pouring out. Mm -hmm. um, and she just kind of looks at her and says, It's just been so long. Since you cried? She'll look away, but nod. All right. You just got to get it out sometimes, right, guys? <laughs> she nods again. I'm sorry. I'm okay. It's fine. Fine. Just... She'll, she'll bury her face in, uh, in Oak and Heel's mane. Okay. Yeah, and you guys uh, continue your way through these woods back onto the beachhead. Uh, and when you get to uh, get to the base of your boat this time, you actually, uh, you ask to, uh, or like you're trying to figure out a way to get back on, and that same uh, opening uh, in the gun rail is created for you. And this time, however, uh, looking up at it, you actually see that there are handholds. Uh, almost in like a rock climbing fashion that are formed up the side of this boat. Uh, so you know that you would be able to climb up the side of it. But there is no like rope or anything. You need help, Corey? You want to go up first? Um, she will hop down from oak and heel is almost as though in a trance and then just with like very deliberate movements go up the ladder once she's up i'm gonna turn to the boys i don't do well with crying i don't know what to do <coughs> you don't do anything you just let her cry it out why Be because that's how some people deal with their feelings i guess Cool, 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 cool. I'm not good with it either. I'll talk to her. Actually, I will uh, reach into my bag and hand Corey a, a uh, sort of dirty, uh, sort of ratty, but an owlbear plushie. <laughs> She'll just kind of clutch it. That's, that's, that's literally all I can do. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna set us up, and I'll be back, Corey. She nods, um, and then she's gonna go below deck. Okay. Yeah, when you get to uh, one of the two rooms that's been laid out for you, uh, you just see that there is a opening in the vines that happens as you get to it, and then once you enter into the space, the vines just close down to create more of like this encapsulated space. Yep, she's going to go and uh, huddle next to the hag corpse. Okay. Uh, so that like... is outside. It is not actually in. Oh, it's on the floor. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's then like she's going inside to of the below ship. Deck. Yeah, yeah. It's just below deck in the wall. But yeah, so you are just huddling next to this hag corpse. Yes. Okay. Uh, so then the three of you get onto the ship as well. 
uh, and you realize uh, your ship is currently grounded. What are you going to do about that? I got it. Gwen's going to go out to the side and try to push it. Make an athletics check. I got this. Go! Athletics? 19. (laughs) Your muscles burn with every ounce of uh, energy that you can expend into this push, and you see it just barely make a little bit of a push in the sand. This is a lot heavier than you thought it would be. Nailed it. (laughs) Go ahead and climb back up. Yeah, it's not going to work. Do we have a map to head back to Arask? Maybe we could show one of the plant people. Um, He taps the deck with the butt of the staff. So, how do we get moving? Silence. Great. Thanks. Let me check my spells. Ow. No. Oh, speaking of... New spell book... Yes. So, uh, the new spell, as you are looking through, uh, as you are looking through your books, just trying to figure something out, uh, you end up getting, uh, as you look inside of the new spell book that you had received after your last conversation with, uh, with Brother Groon, you see that there is uh, a heading. And as you open up this book, it looks like there is just a blank page, blank page, blank page, blank page, blank page, until eventually you see that there is this old writing on it. And it's the writing that you've been studying uh, as it's kind of manifested itself into a physical form. Uh, And you see that the spell's name is called Portrait. Uh, It is a second level spell of the School of Transmutation. And with it, you will be able to take a scene, in quotes, no larger than 10 foot in uh, in diameter and encapsulate it perfectly within a crystal or a glass sphere. Everything inside the scene is to scale. So you essentially can screen cap something and then shrink it down into a gem or a crystal of some sort. You're muted. Could you send it to me later so yes. I can add it? Thank you. Uh huh. Can you add it in D and D beyond? Yes, you can using the homebrew feature settings. It'd be cool uh, to sponsor us. <laughs> I'm gonna try to find one of the Vine people. Okay. Uh, make a investigation check. I'm good at these. Uh, no, I'm not. 11. Okay. Uh, You find a decent number of these humanoid faces, uh, but you aren't sure if any of them respond. They all just kind of give you this vacant look backwards. 
Cool. Uh, nope. Make a Arcana or Insight check. Arcana it is. 19. Uh, so you feel like the last times that you have used this staff, you've given a command, never a question. And every time that you have used it for a question, they haven't been able to respond back. Mm, stop being so nice. I guess he goes back above deck, heads to the prow spear, taps twice on it, and goes, To Arask. Uh, and all of you feel the ground beneath your feet on this ship just begin to rumble. Uh, and as you kind of look down around the base of the ship, as it kind of writes itself upwards, you see what look to be tiny roots, almost like small fingers, just pulling the ship forward as it goes deeper and deeper into the water. And as it gets to a point where it can float you actually see those vines just sort of and uh would like fingers just retract into the bottom of the ship i don't like that at all <laughs> so that's how that works um and looking up on the aft castle you see that there is a navigate uh navigator's wheel but it looks like it is just kind of maintaining and turning itself you know, it comes to mind that I don't think these guys know where Rask actually is. Then show them, Calum. Show them. Do you we know where Rask is? Uh, you guys had been given a map to find the island in the first place, uh, so it would be pretty easy for you to just look backwards on this map. I'm just going to point us in the general direction. We'll hit it eventually. All right, you go talk to Corey. We'll uh, we'll handle things up here. Tell oh. it to listen to us. Demand it, Calum. I throw the no. I hand the staff over to Blake. Uh, no, no. Okay, these are your new commanding officers. Try without a question mark. <laughs> These are your new commanding officers. Yeah. Listen to them. I'm going below deck. Bye, guys. Sweet. We need hats. Yep. So, <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> yeah. as you put your hands on your hips and, and talk about your desire for hats, possibly in a merch store somewhere at some time, uh... Calum, you go down below the deck going through the mouth of this tree blight. Uh, and you see that uh, you see that Corey is kind of just curled up underneath uh, this wood, the half covered wood skeleton of this hag. She's just wrapped around the owlbear plush. She's got her sword out in front of her and it's just casting a white light on her face Caleb sighs <clears throat> walks next to her plops hey she tightens a little bit on the owlbear 
I'm here if you need to talk about anything, okay? She nods. He puts a hand on her back. Pats it gently. And he'll just sit there and wait for her to talk, if she feels like it. She'll just lean over and bury her face into his shoulder. And then, uh, as you guys are having this moment uh, downstairs, Gwen and Blake, what are the two of you doing? Uh, just trying to, like, keep us on, on the right path. Uh, right. Blake's actually going to be paying pretty good attention to, like, where they're going. Yeah. Um, uh, make a survival check. And Gwen, what are you doing? Uh, Gwen's going to say something to Blake when... 11. Okay. <clears throat> you're pretty sure you're on the right path. Gwen has her hands on the steering thing. <laughs> Sorry, GB. <laughs> uh, she's not. No, she's no. She's not doing anything. But it feels cool, and she can't even see over it. But yeah, that's what she's doing. Hey, Blake. You know, like what Corey said earlier. That was a joke, right? What do you mean? In down below. No, what do you mean? The, you know, I was messing around with Caleb and I, you know, said that true love's kiss is the only thing that could save me. And then she said something about you, and I was just, you know, she was just joshing. Well, yeah. Yeah, cool. I just want to make sure. Cool. 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 I'm driving the boat. <laughs> yeah, you know, there we go. You're doing a job. <laughs> uh, God, how long is it going to be? Uh, how long do I think it's going to be based off of, like how fast we're going? You know that in order to get out there the first time, it took a little over half a day, and that was on a much slower ship. Uh, so it'll take you about half a day to actually get there. And so you are not expecting to make it into port by the earliest midnight oh god okay god it's cold um like it's I... not reacting at all to to the relationship uh, yeah yeah i know stuff <laughs> question as well so blake has been in the habit of not wearing his shirt lately uh he he's got his shirt on okay cool just wanted to check but his cloak is wrapped around a, a winter elastron right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really help you there with the heat thing. I'm very small. Um. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. I'll just, whenever we make it back in, into a rask, I'll be a lot happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So since we have such a long boat ride, where'd you get your tats from again? I don't know. You've always had them? Mm -hmm. And you know what they say? Uh, I know what... Uh, yeah, this is like underneath... Beneath my claws, I will know. Uh, beneath my mantle, I will know. Cool. Life is vessel. What about the ones on your back? Uh, I think I looked at it 
uh, once. I think it's like a life. It's a king, maybe. Hmm. I mean, did the people who made you worship like a like a dragon with a lot of heads, or just him? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I dig the aesthetic of the multi-head dragon, but like, I don't really understand it. Yeah, I mean, it looks. Uh, I thought it looked cool, but I mean, I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, but you know, tattooing a baby not not the best. Yeah, well, I never knew him, so. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, these tats I got when I was fully awake, a little drunk, to be honest. But, you know, it was... What? All of them? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's a, that's a lot of coverage. Yeah, yeah. For being fully awake. Like, those are pretty, like, thick lines. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, yeah, no, they're... Yeah, it was kind of painful. There was multiple sessions, and then they had to go over them again because the black fades after a while. Oh, well, I mean, I've never had to maintain these. It's less tattoos, more uh, <laughs> scarring. Yeah. Hey, do you want me to write down what's on your back so you can read it? Uh, well, I mean, I think I know what it says. All right. I mean, we've got like a few hours, so. I mean, sure, if you want to, if you want to trace over my, my scars, that's fine. But it's, don't touch them, please. I mean, like, right. if you want to draw it, that's right. That's yeah, cool. yeah, so, yeah. Like, don't don't trace it on my back. No, I, I I don't think I have a piece of paper that's big enough for that. So, yeah, I'll just doodle it. If that's cool. I'll try yeah. not to take too many creative liberties. All right. So the two of you that are still on deck, I would like for you both to make perception checks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, us on the deck? Yes, or... on the deck. Okay. Five. Twenty. Okay. Uh, so, Gwen, you are still focused, staring off into the large mast in front of you uh, that you can see kind of in between the spokes of the navigation <laughs> wheel. Uh, so you aren't really able to see much, Blake. Uh, as you are kind of taking stock, you see about... Four miles away from you, off in the distance, uh, what looks to be another vessel. Okay, another boat. What? That's another boat over there. Aren't there a lot of boats on these seas? Right, it's just good to like keep an eye out. So we don't run into it? Yeah, or like if it's not friendly. Mm. We mm. did have to deal with... Uh, well, oh, yeah. I guess we don't have to deal with our cocoa pirates, but I mm. think. All right, cool. Take off your shirt. Let's go. All right. Okay. All right. So Blake is now shirtless on the deck, uh, and Gwen is in the process of sketching out his back. Uh, and then Corey and Calum, are you both still uh, downstairs? reading through uh or just talking to each other waiting to hear from each other uh if Corey hasn't said anything um Caelan would have pulled out a book started reading next to her 
probably had wrapped his hand around hers and gave it a squeeze while he's reading. Um, after like a long time, uh, Corey will kind of mumble more to herself than anyone else. Just, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done this. Shouldn't have done what? I can usually hold it together better than this. Well, it's fine, Corey. Like, sometimes people get overwhelmed and they need a... expression of their feelings. She shakes her head. This is nothing. You have reason for this. Blake has reason for this. I have nothing. I mean, there has to be something. We're just all... We deal differently. That's all. She'll hug the owlbear again. Just be like, it doesn't matter. What doesn't matter? <laughs> She'll look at him with huge, like, saucer-like eyes and just anything. Gilm snaps the book shut. Corey, I don't want to say that you shouldn't feel this way because I don't know what you're going through. And I want to say you're allowed to be sad and you don't have to keep holding in your feelings and being happy all the time. It's not exactly the healthiest thing in the world to bottle up all your emotions. And when you say it doesn't matter, I don't know what you're referring to, but to me, I think it all matters. Like what you're feeling, what you're going through, what we're going through right now. So I'm sorry, but don't say that. She's going to look down at the floor. You're right. It's, it's hard. There's, it's like a storm in my mind. Well, you have us, and we can weather it together. She nods and holds his hand again.
You'll get through it. <laughs> the tears start to turn to little ice crystals that plink on the ground. Um, just gonna give her another reassuring squeeze on her hand. It'll stay like that for a while. Okay. Uh, Topside. Blake and Gwen, what are you guys doing uh, as the evening progresses on? You have, uh, Make a performance check. As you draw out the scars. Man, you think you did a really good job on this. <laughs> uh, question, does Gwen know who Tiamat is? Make a religion check. Five. Right, no. No, I would use my blood die. Five. Oh, no! <laughs> Religion? Yeah. Four. <laughs> Not a clue. Oh, what? <laughs> you ran away I mean, before it's... they taught about other religions. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, this is just like, I mean, all right, I took more artistic liberties than I probably should have, but like, I think it's badass. It's kind of scribbly. <laughs> If you turn oh, it upside okay. down, does it make a smiley face? Maybe a, a Cthulhu in smiley yeah. face. Ooh. Uh, okay. Uh. Alright, where'd that ship go? <laughs> uh, both of you make perception checks. 21. Uh, it's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so with the 21 and the dirty 20, uh, the two of you scan the horizon and kind of look out, and you can see that the ship uh, that was about four miles away is actually getting closer at this point. Behind us? Uh, it seems to be going sidelong with you. And now it seems like it's covered... <laughs> Maybe about a fourth of the distance, so it's about three miles away at this point. Mm. Looks like they're I, going the same place we are. I don't. I, I, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. So I'm just gonna keep on. Uh, I it. Okay. Hey, boat. Go faster. All right, so you ask the boat to go faster. Uh, demand it. Yes, you demand it deep from, from the diaphragm is where this comes from. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we'll say that this is about hour two. Uh, so, Caleb and Corey, you guys are now going into about a third hour underneath the deck. Are you still you think just... they're banging? <laughs> Are you guys still just kind of hanging out? All right. And how long do you plan on uh, having that continue? Just so that way I know to transition to and from. As long as Corey needs it. She'll, she'll eventually ask him to read to her. Yeah. I'll pull out how to train your chimera. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you begin, uh, reading through How to Train Your Chimera. Uh, and On then... the island of Burke. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And so then, uh, Blake and Gwen, 
the two of you watch as the remaining daylight turns into nightfall and that is about the time that you guys kind of lose track visually of where this other ship is uh it seems that there aren't many lights uh that were on it as it continued to sail which leaves a very foreboding feeling uh as normally you would expect there to be some sort of light either on the prow spear uh or just a means for people to see uh, and it also makes you realize that you guys don't have very many lights on your boat. And believes in magic and believes that this boat is going where it needs to go. Right. I'm more concerned that they'll not see us and run into us. Oh, fuck yeah. Or what if they're chasing us and by putting our lights on, they'll know where we are. I just want, I, Blake is going to just like be actively trying to figure out where this boat is and try to should I, keep it placed. Should I go get, should I go get the others? Maybe. Make a survival check at, or a perception check at disadvantage. Natural 20. <laughs> Eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, it being so dark out and you not even really having a dark vision as a dragonborn is making it very difficult to see more than 60, 80 feet out into the nothingness. And you just hear the sound of waves crashing against your boat as you guys continue to sail. I I'm gonna go get them, if that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and she'll, uh, she'll go to the mast and, like, grip a little bit and then like slide down the pole the rest of the way and then uh hey um uh bed check uh put your pants on <laughs> uh do you need five more minutes i mean we're almost done with this chapter what what I think that's up for the DM to decide. <laughs> you see that the two of them are sitting underneath this deck with Corey's moonlight blade illuminating a book that Calum seems to be reading to Corey. Uh oh. Uh oh. There's a boat that might be coming up on our stern. The back. <laughs> the. That would be terms. considered the stern. <laughs> Looking in my notes. Oh, um, friendly? Not friendly? No lights. Don't know. Oh. Um. I will be right back. If you guys continue to talk about this. No, <laughs> I was gonna say let's go check it out, and we need you for narrative, <laughs> you bitch. Hey, hey, Corey. Hi, how you doing, buddy? Um, she'll turn her owl-like eyes on Gwen. It's better She's... when Caleb reads. Alright, that's fucking creepy. She's doing better. Good, good. Yeah. Glad you're... Glad you wanna... Caleb, do you wanna go upstairs and I'll, um... I'll read to Corey? I can tell you a story. I don't 
have any books. Do we need light on the deck? No, I think we'll be fine. She'll, yeah. <laughs> she'll just stand up and pick up her sword. Well, uh, but, um... Yeah, I return. We don't want light on the deck, Corey. We're fine, Corey. You can, you can relax. Hey, Do we need light on the deck? <laughs> All right, so Corey, no. you're just pulling out your sword onto the deck. Oh, well, no, we stopped her before. Stopping okay, her. Yeah. got it. Corey, yeah. let me tell you the story of how I uh, bested a bear. <sighs> it was pretty intense. I have the scars to prove it, and she like lifts up her shirt. I almost lifted up my own shirt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost got his band on Twitch. <laughs> Corey, Corey will just look to Caleb. Uh, if you want to still like rest down here, Corey, you can rest with Gwen. She'll take care of you. She'll kind of look down at the floor and then sit back down again. I turn to Gwen. No alcohol. <laughs> All right, cool. For her, you can drink. You're fine. Oh, okay, cool. All right, cool. So, Carol, <laughs> what's in the woods? <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, you guys are sitting on the top deck or below deck to give Corey the story. Below deck still. All right, got it. Uh, and then, Calum, you're hopping up uh, to then be with Blake. Uh, so, Blake, you have not been able to see any sign of this boat as it continues uh, as it continued sailing. Uh, and then you see Calum kind of come up, and you can hear Gwen very loudly talking about a bear downstairs. What's the situation? Uh, there was a boat. It, there are no lights on it. It was heading. It was getting closer to us, slowly approaching us, and now I can't see it. May I? Uh, I. If I'm afraid, if we, if they are pursuing us, if we uh, have a light on deck, then they'll be able to spot us. Right. But I'm also concerned that if they are not pursuing us and we don't have a light on it, they will they may ram into us well, by mistake. We can wait till they get closer and I don't I, know, yeah, try I, and discern. Yeah. How far out were they last? Uh, three miles. That's kind of far. Calum <sighs> looks up at the mass. Is there a crow's nest? There is. You can see the design of one up there. Blake, if I fall... Never mind. <laughs> it starts climbing up to the crow's nest. Okay. Yeah, and as you kind of climb around uh, the two arms that it formed into your central mast, uh, upon reaching the top of the crow's nest, as you uh, kind of get your bearings up there, you see that the top is actually covered uh, in about 10 of these equally distant spikes that kind of protrude upward. Uh, and as you look, and with the shape of the mast as it was, you're pretty sure that these are actually the tree blight's fingers that have all created this kind of protecting cage for the crow's nest. That's dangerous. I'm gonna give a perception check to see if I can't spot it. Okay, this will be at disadvantage. Oh, because it's further out yeah. than my dark vision. Do I need to roll more? I got a one. I want to see if I can roll another one. Is that fine? Sure. Uh, no. 
Okay. Not even. Uh, yeah. So as the as the two of you are uh, are outside, Caleb up on the crow's nest. Uh, with your one, what do you call out to Blake? Don't see anything. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and that is when the two of you see just what looks to be almost a wall of light uh, that erupts in front of you, possibly <sighs> about 200, 300 feet away. And you can see that it is the side of a ship. And this ship has two masts on it. Uh, and you see that there are what look to be about 11 humanoid figures all just kind of scattered around the top of this uh, of this ship. And it begins uh, to kind of be- make its way towards you. And you can see that there is a, uh, a man that is just holding on to one of the uh, one of the large ropes. And he is just pointing and kind of uh, laughing very loudly uh, at your guys' ship. And he says, we're going to take it for all she's worth, boys! I point down at him and I cast Guiding Bolt level three. <laughs> it's actually around this. Or yeah, you're in uh, You're in that. So Guiding Bolt level three. Uh, we're literally not worth your time. Uh, light the crossbow. Okay. So. Oh God, I have not taken a rest. <laughs> Yeah, you did. We can say that you guys have taken short rests. Not long rests from earlier in the day. From being on the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys have not had the opportunity to make a long rest yet. But it's a good thing I have this down now. I've been in a sad burrito holding a stuffed animal getting a book read to me. If that's not a short rest, I don't know what is. (laughs) I was one off from critting this dude. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Ah. Oh, nope, that's the wrong button. Uh, we've shifted. Huh? Did I shift? I'm yes. sorry. We've shifted. That's ah! Ah! I now ah! win. All right, so a 19 will definitely Tiny rage. Hit. Tiny rage. Tiny rage. I, I keep forgetting to get my fucking dice for this. I have a lot of shit to deal with, and you are not going to be one of them. Everyone's where they should be. Oh. They're also going to need to roll for initiative as this begins. Okay. I'm going to have some fun with this. Uh, nine on my initiative. Oh, uh, I, got... nine. <laughs> I think I just threw away my favorite dice. I've got a one because that's a two. Oh, God. Classic Caleb. Welcome back, Caleb. For me. But also, oh, here comes my like, guiding bolt damage. Shit, where's my evidence? Uh, three, seven, uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, seventeen points of radiant damage. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So your bolt of radiant damage hits this guy in the chest uh and you see that his hand actually grips the ropes very fiercely uh and his hand actually you see kind of sizes up a little bit as it does and he holds himself on the ropes and you hear uh you hear what sounds more like a feline roar echo through the night sky 
Uh, and as you look over at this figure that has smoke kind of billowing up from his chest where you hit him the, uh, where you would hit with the guiding bolt, just says, these ones are feisty. I like that. And looking back, you see as the smoke willows away, this humanoid cat-like face just staring back at you. What the fuck? We've got company. Gwen! All right, so, Calum, you had gotten an 18? No, I got a 2, oh. minus 1. I got a 1. Oh, okay. Blake, what did you get for initiative? 9. 9? Corey, what'd you get? 14. All righty. And Gwen? 15. 15. All righty. 16. 16. <laughs> Sounds good. So... Uh, as your ships are, uh, coming closer, Blake, you actually have some time, uh, that you would see that, uh, there are figures that have kind of run, uh, back below deck. Uh, so now there are roughly about eight of these crewmen that are all out on, uh, that are all out on the ship itself. You see one of them is a large Minotaur-esque figure that has, uh, a rapier kind of off to his side. Uh, and then there are others that look like they don't even have weapons, but just kind of have ropes that they are uh, getting ready to lasso. You have two rounds of bolts that you would be able to fire before your ships actually got close to each other. So I will say that you guys have uh, those rounds, but uh, at least to be able to lob volleys at each other. Uh, however, it is actually going to be uh, the... Uh, there are several... Of of these uh, figures who actually bring up crossbows and they just begin firing towards both Blake and Calum. Uh, so two of you, uh, the two of you are going to get two crossbow bolts apiece. Okay. Uh, so Blake, uh, does a 17 hit you? It does. Okay, so uh, that is going to be four, nine points of damage. Great. And Caleb, you have two bolts coming your way. Uh, does a 19 hit you? Oh, yes, it does. All right. You are going to be taking 10 points of piercing damage. Uh, so then that is going to be it for their turn. Uh, the figure with the cat-like face actually reaches down and picks up a short bow uh, and pulls it back, knocks an arrow, and fires over towards you, Caleb. Uh, as you were the one who had shot him initially. So, that dice, please don't be gone forever, I liked you. There we go. Uh, so his shot is going to miss as the, uh, as the crow's nest is actually offering you a little bit more cover. Uh, so, the next up is going to be... Uh, Gwen, you are still downstairs, but you don't have any ranged things that you can really do. Mm -hmm. uh, Corey... What are you doing? You've heard, the two of you have heard that there is shit going on upstairs, that you have company. Um, it's not my turn yet, though, right? I, I'll say for this, Corey, you and Gwen are acting at the same time. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then um, I fucking stabbed it in the throat! What was that? Corey stands without saying anything and starts heading for the ladder. Gwen's gonna climb over her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the two of you come up onto the deck. 
so then next up uh, in the order is going to be Blake. Uh, tell me about this boat. Is it wooden? It is made se? of wood. I currently do not have a vial of cavefish or blood, but do I remember if Gwyn does? Uh, yeah. I'll make a history check. Because she offered, right, to for drinking cavefish or blood as a substitute as alcohol? For history alcohol. is nine. Yeah. yeah, you remember that she has some cavefish or blood. Because, again, she did offer it. Gwen, you've got that cavefish or blood? Yeah? I need it. All right, all right hold on. <laughs> Uh, and I would like to uh, hopefully lob that uh, K-Fisher blood at the boat. Okay, make a attack roll. Uh, 17 on the die. I don't know what oh, I'm yeah, adding to that. Your K-Fisher blood will... Uh, where were you aiming for? Like uh, a person or part of the ship? Part of the ship. Okay. So like deck, gun rail, mast... Uh, the side of the ship. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm intending to do structural structural damage enough to like sink it. Okay. And completely avoid this combat because I am not feeling this great. If you look on the D and D Beyond overlay, you can see <laughs> I am in the red. <laughs> I am not taking a short rest. You guys could have taken a short rest during the boat trip. Um, but I would like to uh just lob that as my attack. Uh, bonus action. I would like to hex the Tabaxi. Okay. Uh, uh, if he's within 60 feet. He is, when, at this point. When did Blake get hurt today? Uh, whenever we were... I think whenever we were fighting the, uh, the hag. I don't. I just don't think you I You guys didn't fight that. anything today. You had a full yeah. night's rest. Oh, so we did have yeah. a... Yeah, you had a full night's rest. Cool, 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 cool. Still not with it, though. <laughs> Blake suddenly feels better, but not for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> So that was nine points of damage I got earlier? Yeah. Okay, that's 14 damage total. Cool. Alrighty. Still. Yeah, so uh, throwing the vial would be, uh, would have been your attack, so you can still, you still have your bonus action, as well as your movement if you would like to take it. Uh, yeah, bonus action, I would like to hex the tabaxi. Okay, sounds good. And give him disadvantage on dexterity. Alrighty, sounds good. So, make a note of that up there. And then next up, Caleb. I see that Blake is trying to do structural damage, right? Yeah. Well, at least you see him throw the vial of Kay Fisher blood at the side of the ship. I'm gonna knock the staff twice on the crow's nest and whisper, scuttle them. Okay. Sounds good. And as my action, there's still... um. I'll save that for Blake. I'll save that for Blake. <laughs> I'm going to... Are there any pirates towards like their end of the gun rail? Yeah. How many? Uh, you see that there is uh, only one that's close to the gun rail. The others are kind of back still on the deck uh, with their crossbows up, but this one did not have a crossbow. Can I hold my action so that if they try to board us, I'm going to use command at level three 
and target three of them and tell them to fall in the water. Yes. So, at, like, if they're trying to board us, if they're, like, jumping towards us, fall, fall, fall. Hold fall. your action until they are in midair between the boats. All right, but when holding a spell, if the conditions for the spell are not met, you still use uh, then the Then I slot. still use up the spell. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Think. Big think. Sorry. You could just tell them to jump right now. I could, but then the implication is they'll just jump in place. And their combined weight tips the whole boat over. <laughs> you can tell them to dive. You could... Ooh. I, I point at three of them and tell them to <laughs> dive, flee. Dive, dive, dive. And tell them to flee? Yeah. Okay. Sounds or, good. Yeah. Uh, DC 14 whiz. Only one of them succeeds. You should. <sighs> I Sorry. I just. I, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity to for you to one day tell someone to defenestrate. <laughs> they can't take an action that would hurt them. Oh. Alrighty. So uh, first first floor. Next up is going to be uh, the captain of the enemy ship, uh, who you see uh, as their ship gets close enough to yours. There's only about ten feet between the two of them. He's actually going to jump off and then land on your guys' ship. Uh, using the rope kind of as a swing. Uh, so he manages to get over there without any real issue. Uh, so uh, then who... Blake, you're the only one who's on the deck right now, right? Or Corey and Gwen, you guys came up as well. Uh, and he levels his sword he levels his scimitar uh towards the lot of you and just says who do i need to kill to make this boat mine the answer why can the be all of you, you want this boat? hmm why the fuck do you want this boat i don't know if you've seen it but it's rather imposing and because you're questioning that must mean you care about it just a little bit more than the others and you see that it's he is going up He's going to then rush up to you, bringing his scimitar down low to the ground and swipes it up towards you. Okay. Uh, a two on the dice is not going to hit. Nah. Uh, and then a second attack, uh, which is going to be a 15. 15 does not hit, bitch. Aw, <laughs> shit. Uh, that would actually uh, hit my scales because that's part of the dragon hide thing. All right, so yeah, he goes to strike at it with his scimitar, and as you kind of bring up your arms to deflect against it, the scimitar does not even scratch against the scales on your arms. Uh, so then next up is going to be Gwen, and Gwen, this figure has just rushed in and tried to attack uh, your dear friend Blake. All right, Gwen's just going to be a fucking finally, and she's going to rage. She's going to tiny rage. Okay. Um, and then she is going to try and, and smack this mofo. You hit with advantage on the first strike. Hell yeah, I do. Guiding bolts. Uh, plus five, so dirty 20. Okay. Oof. I'm so glad I found you. Yeah, dirty twenty will hit. Join me in my chair. Oh, uh, four. Sorry, <laughs> rolling damage. <laughs> I was having a moment with my dice. 
that's uh, four plus three is seven damage. Okay. And then attack number two, not at advantage. Ah, fuck it. Let's do it at advantage. Let's uh, do a uh, reckless attack. Nope, just kidding. I can't do that. It's a first attack. Normal attack! That's a, that's a 16 to hit. Okay. Uh, I do believe a 16 will hit. All right. It do. Fuck him up. All right. That's a 15 damage on my second hit. Okay. Ah, I've shit. been rolling shit for this axe, by the way. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, she's going to start to glow, come up to this guy, hit him in the shin, and then as soon as he's like, the fuck? She's going to go for a slice on his hip. Okay. Yeah, and the strike on the hip sinks true. Uh nice. Or, yeah, 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 because that was the one that had the much the larger more. damage. Yeah. Uh, so then next up is going to be Corey. All right. There's currently only one guy on the deck right on now, right? On your side of the deck, but there are seven uh, other figures on the other ship. Okay. Um, How hurt does he look? He does not look very hurt at all. Okay, great. Um, Corey's like gonna be like standing in the doorway of the de- um, you know, the below decks, um, like in the still mouth. holding, yeah, in the mouth. Um, and she's holding her sword in one hand and the owl bear plush in the other, and they're both just kind of slack next to her, uh, you know, like just down. Uh, and she looks a little bit like a like a lost little kid. Um, and then she's just gonna run directly at him. And as soon as she gets to him, she will face step through him um, and share with him the storm in her mind. Oh, shit. What does that do? Uh, He needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, Mechanically, she has to be next to somebody and then face step in order for it to work. Okay. But she's just going to be face stepping to the other side of him. Got it. All right. Well, he got an 11. That will fail. He is now frightened. Okay. Um, until, hold on. Come on, face step. Tell me what you're about. Um, he's frightened until the end of my next turn. Sounds good. All right. And then I shall attack him. With my swat. And, I know a math. 24. Okay, 24 will hit. Roll for damage. Okay. Why did I close my dice bag? I'm a professional, and I'm very prepared. We've been doing this for 32 weeks. I know, right? (laughs) That's what episode it is, yeah. Uh, And I'm also going to drop a smite on that. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, you know. He's attacking attacking my friend. Um, A second level smite, that is. All right, so eight slashing damage. Okay. And 14, uh, 17 smite damage, which is radiant. And I get a second attack because that's what paladins do at this level. I'm sorry, what? Hold up. Wait, it was eight regular damage and then 14 radiant? 17. 17. 17. All right, eight. Yes. Cool. I'm a fucking schmuck. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm good now. Okay, that's another 23. No, hold on. 
It's it's a seventeen on the die, <laughs> and I add seven, so it's a twenty-four. Okay. I know math. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All right, slashing damage. Um, can I do? Can I smite twice in the same turn? No, yeah. you need a bonus, don't you? No, bonus oh, action. Smite. You can smite as part of your attack. Jesus Christ! All right, here it comes again. As long as the you have spell slots. Spell slots. You're using spell slots, and then after. Yeah, they go pretty fast. Um, so thirteen slashing damage. And uh, four, five, ten radiant damage. Holy shit! Okay. He is rightly scared of you right now. Yeah. Yeah, you you walloped him pretty good. She just flies through him like a banshee and turns around and like repeatedly <laughs> shing shing shing. She's doing it two-handed. Uh, one-handed. Okay. The other hand is just limply holding an owl bear that just kind of like moves around. Oh no. Okay. Uh, so then it is the uh. You see the uh, three that had had their crossbow up uh, all drop it after, or two of them drop it after, uh, or not drop it, but Caleb's effect, uh, spell effect kicks in as two of them spend their movement rushing to the other side of their own ship. Uh, and then one of them actually will bring up a crossbow and shoot over towards, uh, over towards you, Caleb, or not Caleb, over towards Corey. Uh, as you have this glowing weapon, which makes you a little bit easier to hit. Uh, but you're not going to. Don't even worry about that. Uh, and then uh, you see that there are the two figures that didn't have weapons before actually leap over the gap to get onto your guys' ship. And they set the ropes down and bring up their hands in a very martial position that Gwen know you... you recognize this as more physical sparring uh and you see one of them is going to try and strike out against cory so cory uh i am going to need you uh do, do, do if this guy succeeds which he does not so he is going to make a second unarmed strike against you also does not hit because even without your shield i'm pretty sure that a 15 doesn't hit using the owlbear plus <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> but does a 20 hit you? A 20 absolutely will hit. All right, so you are going to need to make a constitution saving throw as okay. this blow lands against you. Uh, 15 plus 2, 17. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then the other figure that leaps over is actually going to strike out against you, Gwen, uh, as you had brought up your axe to try and swing out. Uh, so does a 16 hit you? Yeah, it does. All right, make a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie, I'm doing it at advantage since I have halfling resistance. Halfling something. I get advantage on death saves that are uh, dex saves that I can see. I see it, correct? That's the danger sense thing from being a barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Halfling sense is tingling. <laughs> uh, dex save is going to be an 18. Okay, that's fine. He's going to try and strike out. A, uh, so his first hit is going to be, because I realized I didn't roll for damage. That's fine. Uh, for four points total. Oh, buddy. Uh, okay. His second attack is going to hit for sure. 
so this is going to be a uh this is going to be another deck save okay so low to the ground uh dex is plus one 13 all right so you ju- you feel that he is trying to strike at you with uh a more overwhelming force from the top uh mm-hmm. trying to knock you over <laughs> uh and then he is going to get a crit on the third hit uh what? Did, you didn't roll damage for i did second. not no for three points of damage total Whoa. or sorry not three it would be a total five but then reduced to half is two uh, so then a crit, and once again, he is going to try and knock you to the ground. All right, bitch, do it! So it's 16 plus one. Yeah, you're fine on that. All right, so you are still, however, going to be taking 14 points of damage. Thank you so much for the bits, Greybeard! Yay, thanks, Uh So then 14 reduced to half is going to be seven. Okay, so he hits me, he hits me, and... Like, he's trying to knock me over, and Gwen just, like, tightens her foot down, and she looks up at him, and she's like, bring it on, bitch, and her eyes glow, and her tattoo forms up. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So, then next up is going to be Blake. <laughs> right? We're just these plebs next to Corey. Come on. Okay. Uh, yeah, so shoot at the cave fisher spot. 22. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you just kind of lean your crossbow over the gun rail and fire. Uh, and as your flaming bolt strikes against it, uh, I would like for you to roll 3d10. Okay. Uh, if if you're worried about structure damage, that was, that was 10 piercing Okay. and 4 fire off the front. The fire is going to be the d10. Okay. Yep. Okay, so would this be affected by my uh, by my blood hunter bullshit? I'm gonna say yes because it's reactionary. Because it's all based on the flame that is coming out of the bolt. Okay. Okay. Well, none of them were uh, once anyway. Nineteen. Okay. So, yeah, with this kind of rocking sound, uh, there is a hole that is placed in the in the front of the enemy ship where you had uh, landed the cave fisher, and you can see that water is now splashing up into it. Oh, no. Whatever will we do? All right. Uh, so uh, then uh, it is going to be uh, the first mate's turn. And you see uh, this tiger man kind of like clutching his sides from where Corey has uh, has aggressed upon him. And he just says, Drachmir, this one's bothersome feeder. Uh, and you see uh, this large figure just rush from the other side onto the deck of your ship, making this 10 foot leap. Uh, and then kind of turning on a hand placed on the ground with his horns out, begins rushing towards you, Corey. Uh, so he is going to do um, a attack against you. Uh, and that is going to be a 17 to hit. Yeah. Alrighty. Just so without my shield. 
All right, so you are going to need to make a strength saving throw. Supposed to be good at that. 13? Alrighty, 13 is actually not enough for this. Woo! So the rest of you, you watch as this bull man rushes up and with his head gets Cory underneath one of her legs and by the sides and just hucks her off with his back muscles and you watch her sail through the air and then begin falling overboard. Hi guys, I'm gonna go become an iceberg. Uh, and Cory, are you maintaining your hold on the owlbear plushie as you do? I <laughs> I will throw it to safety. Fine. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you in this final moment throw out uh, this owlbear plushie, but other than that, you have been propelled into the air and are now on your way into the ground. Uh, and with a splash getting surrounded by this icy water, you kind of open your eyes very briefly, but you can see what look to be two large shapes swimming underneath the enemy boat. Oh, fuck. And they turn towards you uh, as soon as something lands into the water. So next up uh, is going to be Kalem. Um, And you have just seen Cory get thrown into the ocean by this minotaur gonna command the boat to do a full stop okay uh yeah so you've never done something like this as like an immediate action normally the things that you request take time so you would you will have to use your action to stop the boat otherwise okay i still have like my movement right yeah you still have your movement and bonus but your current action is being halted cool just tell the use my action to force the boat to stop moving. Okay. Puts a foot on the rail of the uh, crow's nest and dives in. Okay. Make a athletics check. Huh. I actually have a positive in this one. 14. Okay. Yeah, so you managed to go into the water without suffering any real repercussions. Uh, so you are only going to be taking 1d6 of damage as you submerge. Uh, which is pretty good. You resisted about a third of the overall damage, but you still take five. Cool. Oh, shit. Did I take damage from all, all of that? Uh, you did not, uh, as this was more just for the push. Okay. I felt like I should have taken damage. <laughs> um, actually... Yeah, because it is part of the attack option. The goring charge, yeah, yeah, right? The goring charge. So you would take uh, eight points of damage. Great. But with your heavy armor proficiency, that reduces it by three. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Everything is great. Everything is great. So uh, then, Calum, you have dove into the water uh and looking around you can see Corey's lighter blue winter form uh sinking as her armor is dragging her down uh and you see that there are these two large forms that are in the water as well and they seem to be making their way towards you bonus action blessing of the raven queen down to her god damn it I can't take you with me, so... I know, but you could have saved yourself! Okay, so, uh, Calum, that is it for your turn. 
then it is going to be uh, the beasts from below. Uh, so, Calum, you have been injured before. Or Gwen, you were at the top of the round. This has been just a long round. Gotcha. Don't worry, I have my track. It looks terrible, but I don't forget people. <laughs> uh, so then next up is going to be these creatures. And as they swim closer, uh, Corey, you've taken damage, and Calum, you have also taken damage, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. they are going to sneak up uh, towards where they saw Corey uh, fall into the water as her armor is more brightly colored, especially at this point. Uh, now that Caleb has shrouded himself in this raven's armor. So, Corey, you are going uh, to have one of these large sharks uh, crit against you. God damn. God damn. Uh, and it is going to deal... Uh, a total of 18 points of piercing damage. Uh, and then the second one is going to bite up against you as well. Which I reduced by three. <laughs> oh no. Was that another? Was it that another? Was. All of my bad three. luck from last week. Yay! Bye guys! So, Corey, another crit comes your way. Let's see it! Uh, that is going to be four. Uh, 24 points of piercing damage. Cool! <sighs> I'm down. All right, so, Calum, uh, you see these two sharks just take large bites into Cory, and with that, her eyes just kind of flutter a little bit, and then they look like they lose the direct consciousness. You know that a lot of air bubbles are releasing from her mouth, and there is also a lot of blood in this water. Uh, so, that is it for their turn. Next up is uh, this tiger man on deck, uh, who then turns to you, Gwen, uh, and he is going to try and strike out against you. Uh, he has disadvantage on his attacks, correct? No, only if he tries to attack someone else. Okay, got it. Uh, so does a 13 hit? Nope. Okay, he makes a second attack. Worse than the first. Yep, so that is it uh, for his turn, and he just looks at the he looks at the two of you uh, and says, uh, Well, you've put a hole in my ship, so it looks like this is going to be my new ship after all. Did my first command go off? You, uh, it did, the one where they ran away to the other side. No, of no, the- no, no, I mean where I told the, our ship to scuttle the other ship. Oh, uh, that would go at the top of the round. What were you meaning by scuttle? Just kind of like crash up against sink it? it? Oh, sink it. Scuttle okay. has to sink it. Uh, it. You see things are beginning to move and change, but there doesn't seem to be any immediate correlation on your ship. As when right. you had been looking at it initially, there weren't any offensive capabilities to it. So it's for me. Okay. Alrighty, so... Uh, then next up is going to be Gwen. And Gwen, you have watched Corey get thrown into the water and then Calum mm-hmm. dove headlong after her. Okay, uh, she's gonna say to Blake, make sure they're alright, dude, I got this! And she's gonna, like, 
pull up her axe and uh take a swing she's got two people on her right now uh yes there there are actually four people near you there is the tiger man the minotaur and then the two humans that had their fists out in the more martial style which one is in charge uh you believe to be the tiger man okay uh she's gonna look up at the minotaur and be like give him a what's up uh, and then she is going to uh, attack the cap, the tiger guy. She's going to reckless attack him. Uh, boom! God, stop rolling. Okay, <laughs> seventeen. Okay, seventeen will hit. Roll for damage. Okay, that's eight plus four, twelve damage on that one. Okay. And then my second attack. Oh God! It jumped out. Uh, 13 plus 5, 18 on the second one. Or uh, 13 points of damage. Okay. And uh, she'll just say, Dude, I've killed a lot of pirates, like, this week. So, I mean, I don't mind killing you, but, like, your ship is sinking. We're only four people, and we've done that in, like, two seconds. So, like, you might want to, like, Veil. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can try to intimidate him if you like. Intimidating is usually a f- like you use your action in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially since you've already used your action to kind yeah, of slice yeah, yeah. into this guy. Like, <laughs> in the action, speak louder than words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard him. He's feeling yeah. it. Yeah. And he is not <laughs> looking too great at this point. Uh, and you can see that there's steam kind of coming off of his body uh, <laughs> as he continues to fight. Uh, then next up is going to be uh, the two figures uh, that were on you, Gwen, and they just begin trying to pummel you again with their fists. Uh, so there is one hit and a total of two hits against you neither were crits but the first one uh is going to try and knock you down to the ground again you are muted that's a 10 okay uh yeah so with this with this punch uh the second punch that comes in you just go ass over tea kettle down. You were feeling yeah. mite cocky uh, after talking shit to the captain, but with this, you just get rocked to the ground. Uh, and then, uh, Blake, the other figure that is up against you, uh, or sorry, the two attacks against Gwen, damage-wise. Damage, yep. Uh, whew. That is going to be a total of uh, 22 across the two hits, so it'll be reduced to 11. Sure. Uh, and then it is going to be uh, after those guys, or the second one, sorry. The second one is going to come over towards you, Blake, uh, and he is going to try and punch out at you as well. Uh, and a 15 does not hit. Nope. Uh, does an 18 hit? Yep. Make a strength check. Or actually, make a... This will be a constitution saving throw. Eight. Okay, you are stunned until the adept's next turn of combat. Okay. Cool. 
This is going great. <laughs> All right. So I am incapacitated. Wait. Cannot move. Oh no. So <gasps> fucking monks, man. And Blake, you watch as the four uh as the four members on the other ship all raise their crossbows and take aim towards you. <laughs> oh god. So wow! Do they get advantage trying to shoot you? Uh yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah, attack rolls against a creature have advantage. All right, so one of them missed even with advantage. Does a 17 hit? Yep. Okay. Yeah, 16 is what you're aiming for. All right, so you got three bolts heading your way. Mm -hmm. I can't react either. Uh, so you are going to be taking 25 points total between three bolts. And Gwen, you just watch as these bolts strike in against Blake. Uh, so, Corey, I'm going to need you to make a death saving throw underwater. Does that make Does that make a change? No, it's just underwater. Things? Okay. Ooh! <laughs> oh no! I don't like that. What was it? You should. Oh, it's twenty. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, you are stable at one hit point. Woohoo! How do uh, I how do I tell D and D Beyond what happened? Oh. Uh, you just heal <laughs> back up. Beyond. Oh, so what you want to do is hop money. on Twitter at Todd Kenrick. <laughs> I'm stable. I'm stable. If you if you click on your, oh. on your hit point box, you just put one did, hit point and you should be good. Did we? Okay, cool. Did we I move? Did the thing. Well, my hit point box went away when I died. Right. But it was all like, time for your death saving throws, bitch. Uh. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, like... Corey, your eyes open up underwater after the pain of these sharks nomming into you. That is your turn, though, to be able to come back at one. That's fine. So. Uh, you don't you don't get a turn on a nat 20? I've never played with getting a turn on a nat 20. It was cool. always you just come back at one. Cool. I'm just. Uh, roll I only ever it. played in the same. I played in the same group of people, like same five people. That was it. So if that is an actual thing, hey, let us know in the comments how I fucked up. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how I've always played is that you come back at one, uh, and then you're fresh because you're because the death save was technically or was at the end of the turn. You make the save. Uh, so I always assumed it was just during that cleanup step. So then next up is going to be Blake. And you are currently stunned. I am stunned. Yes. Uh, so then after that, uh, you see the first mate, uh, is actually going to, uh, take a few steps back, uh, and then he's going to bring his head down towards you, Blake. Uh, and then he is going to start a charge and begins rushing towards you. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, he gets a... At, at what point am I no longer stunned? At the, at the end of the... Yeah, until the end of the Adept's next turn. Cool. So this uh, this save... Uh, is automatically failed. 
All right, so you as well just get launched off of the side of the ship and splash into the water. <laughs> just as he's stunned. Deuces. Uh, and Calum, you actually, it being your turn, you actually watch as Blake lands into the water and then begins to sink. And Blake, you took a total <laughs> of five points of damage after getting hit with the horns. It's my turn, right? Yes. And I know we're going a little bit long tonight, guys, but... Would you let me transfer air to Corey? Through an interaction? Yeah. <laughs> you... It wouldn't be an interaction because she's not an object, Calum. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, RJ. But Blake sees Calum grab Corey by, like, the collar pulls her in and kisses her and you see like a few air bubbles pop up okay uh make a const make a constitution check i have a positive in this thankfully can i get some hit points out of this please <laughs> so give you more that's a air different way to cast your wounds <laughs> yeah that's how he's casting cure wounds Totally. That's, That's technically a touch. <laughs> That's technically also a nat 20. Oh! Nice. Yeah, so, Caleb, in a weird way, in a weird book that you read once, that was called, uh, that was called Zero Zero Seven, uh, The World Is Not Enough. You remember <laughs> this scene. Uh, and so you go through the motions of breathing air into Corey's mouth, but knowing, like, not to give up enough of your own. So, Corey, the oxygen that had left your lungs uh, when you had gone unconscious after getting bitten, after getting crit by both of the sharks that are still underwater, uh, you end so. up uh, you end up just feeling like you have enough in your lungs to at least make it for a little bit longer. And I'm going to swing the Gultai staff at the nearest shark. Okay. Make an attack roll. Does a uh, 16. Totally. It's a big-ass shark. It's a big-ass shark. I love you guys, just so you know. Hey. Um, that is seven points of damage, and I'm going to expend a charge. Okay. So how much damage? Seven points of whatever the bludgeoning. Okay. Bah. That technically makes it. That's a 13 okay. on the will save. Uh, cool. Cool. As Calum hits the shark, vines come out, wrap around his arm, and embed themselves in there. It's not okay. pretty. So it was eight points of bludgeoning and then any necrotic? Seven points of bludgeoning, no points of necrotic. I just expend a charge oh, okay. and then I'll... Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so, that was, Calum, your turn. Yes. And your armor just kind of, dis uh, your Hopolite armor dissipates as well. And you can actually feel yourself still sinking in the water with your heavy armor still dragging you down. Uh, then next up is going oh, to be... Um, what? Wait, do I? I thought I picked up a spell. 
nope, 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 nope. Never mind, never mind. Okay, so uh, these sharks are actually, uh, they, seeing that uh, one is going to try and bite out against Cory again, uh, as she has the most blood near her person. Uh, so it is going to roll for... It will get enough to chomp on you once again, Corey. Rip. Uh, One down. And the other is going to actually swim towards where Blake was. Uh, and seems to just be disengaged, uh, not disengaging from you, Caleb. So if you would like to uh, try and hit it as it swims away, you can. If Is it possible? Is it possible for the shark to roll less than a three on damage? A three or less? No. Okay. I go down. Fifteen? Okay, yeah, fifteen will hit. Roll for damage. Five points bludgeoning damage, and I'm gonna blow another charge. Boy, oh boy. Dancing with the devil in the pale moon light. That's fifteen. Cool. Okay. Makes it. Sounds good. So this next shark is going to sweep up towards you, Blake, and is going to attempt to bite at you. Uh, it still has advantage. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, so it is going to get a modified 16 to hit. Which is just enough to hit. Yeah, go, sh- go shark. Um, For a total of 12 points of piercing damage. What do you know? Oh, come on! <laughs> You're muted. Okay. Blake's down. All right. So Blake goes into All this around ray. me. All right. Next up uh, is going to be the captain of this ship. Uh, and he is going to raise up his scimitar and begin swinging it down towards you, Gwen. Uh, I don't even know what's going on in the water. <laughs> nope. No, you do not. Uh, so he is going to hit on his first strike, especially because you would use Savage Attacker. Uh, mm-hmm. So then uh, he yeah. is going to get a... Six points of slashing damage. And then he is going to try and strike out against you again. And he actually fails that one. So you were just kind of like recoiling on the ground. So then next up is going to be Gwen. Uh, okay. Gwen's got this. Gwen is going to stand up and then she is going to say, all right, you motherfuckers did it now. Blights, get them. And she's going to command the ship to attack them. As your voice calls out and you snap your fingers and point, nothing happens. Gosh, you're embarrassing me in front of the bad guys. Do you mind? Are they not blights? You have no idea in this moment. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to... Um, 
There are guys with arrows, yes? Yes. There are four guys around me right now? Yes. And I'm on the middle of the ship, yeah? On the middle of your ship. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to use my action to disengage. Okay. Um, And then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to... Fucking god damn it. I can't do you a You see lot, none I? of your teammates on the deck of this ship. Yeah. You've heard um, three splooshy sounds and seen two of them get thrown overboard. Yeah. Um solid. Uh I am going to try and get as far like I I want to go up on the back of the deck. Okay. If I can. Where the wheel is. Okay. I was going to say, why don't you jump down the hull so you don't have to worry about the... Oh. Yeah, but then I'd be trapped, and I wouldn't be able to help you guys. Fair. Um. Yeah, I'm going to try and take cover on the other side of the railing. And I'm going to, like, elbow the railing and say, go fucking attack them! Okay. Yeah, so you're just elbowing the railing. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is it for you, Corey. Here comes the saving throw. Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen's good. Uh, so then, uh, you, uh, Gwen, these martial uh, adepts just begin to bound after you until the two of them are up next to you and just begin trying to punch against you. Uh, so the first one is not going to hit. Second attack. Does 16 hit? Make a constitution yes. saving throw. Fucking constitution saving throw? It's not being poisoned, right? Nope. <laughs> Uh, 17 plus 5. Okay, you're good. And then the third attack is going to be a 19 on the die. Uh, so second attack, though, you took 6 points of bludgeoning damage reduced down to 3. Third attack is going to be 8 points of bludgeoning damage reduced to 4. Make another constitution save. 20. Okay, you're good. Uh, and then the second set of blows is going to come down against you. Uh, and that is a miss. That She's got to outlast her key points. Yeah, She's got to outlast her key points. Uh, so you're going to take four points of bludgeoning, reduce to two, make another con save. Okay. I said it in my head, 12. Okay. As this punch lands against you, you actually feel your body ridge up, and you are going to be stunned for the next round. Fuck, Tylee. Uh, and then this Fuck. guy will get uh, his second attack or his third attack against you for... Or no, that was the third attack. Sorry. Uh, however, you see that there are four of these uh, of these men on the other side that raise crossbows towards you, Gwen, and they all begin to fire towards you. Uh, so... Fallen prone! That is for... Five points of piercing damage. Second attack, uh, the second volley does not hit. 
Third volley does not hit. And the fourth one does as well. For a total of seven on top of that. Which then reduced to half is the three. Okay. All right. I'm the meat shield. I'm taking all the damage, guys. <laughs> yes, we already took it. <laughs> no, right? Blake, I need you to make a death save. Six. That is a fail. Okay. Next up is the first mate. Uh, and Drak here puts his hand on the uh, on the shoulder of the tiger man and just kind of nods his head over towards uh, over towards where you are Gwen and uh, you see this figure kind of just smile and just she can go overboard too and this figure oh, this no. minotaur big grin on his face just gets down and you see him stamping his feet together and he charges you so, Does he have line to me if I'm behind the thing? Since you ran up, he is just barreling towards you. Okay. So he is going to get... Uh, that's a 23 to hit. That misses. <laughs> ah, nice. It's far Arp too high. <laughs> too high. Uh, and then he is going to deal 14 points of piercing damage against you. And then okay. throw you into the water over the side of the ship. Great. And you are still stunned as your body hits against the water. Uh, <laughs> so the four of you now are all in the water. Caleb, you see a tiny form of Gwen just sink into the water far away uh, near you as well. <laughs> or farther away from where you are. What are you going to do for your turn? You see Caleb raise the staff and just try to jam it into the shark. Bail! Bail! With what? I'm wearing armor. I am sinking. Hilariously, <laughs> if, if I keep attacking, I can keep living. <laughs> yeah. That's a natural 20. Nice. Oh, I need 2d6 for this. The 6 and the 6 is 12, so 14 points of bludgeoning damage. On the shark. How much? 14 points of bludgeoning damage on the shark. Okay. So, uh, this was a... This shark that had stayed behind uh, was actually an uninjured one. Well, the more injured one, as seeing as it had kind of been scared off by your thwarts initially, had gone to find easier prey. Uh, but yes, you do manage to deal uh, your 14 against it, but it still looks pretty healthy. And as my movement, I'm going to try to swim up. Okay. Uh, so it is going to try and... No, it doesn't. Okay. With my mobility feet, oh, if right, I right, right, right. make an attack... Are you grabbing like, Corey as you start to try and swim upward? Yeah. Okay. She's the closest person. Make an athletics check, and this will determine how much momentum you get going up. 13. Okay. 
Uh, 13 is enough that you are able to actually start gaining some kind of momentum upwards. It's very difficult and you feel your muscles burning as you had actually given up a decent amount of your air to Corey to be able to perform this feat as well. Uh, but now she is kind of in the same situation that she was in before. Uh, so the shark in front of you, Calum, is actually going to lash out and try and bite you. As you have been, uh, you have been punching against it and it's very upset by the whole prospect. And it is going to hit with a 19 on the die. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna... <clears throat> Wait, is that, uh, does that have vocal components to it? it does it does never mind all right uh and for the to hit it would have been a 25 damage no 25 to hit oh yeah fine yeah that's that hits. <laughs> uh and then you are going to take 19 points of piercing damage ow so the cory or not Corey, but Gwen and Calum. The two of you see Blake's body kind of sinking in the water. Uh, and as he continues to see sink, you see this shark just biting at him just continuously as he continues to as he continues to fall. Blake. You wake up. Your eyes open. And when they do, it is dark. It is damp feeling, and you can feel a wind blowing against you very hurriedly, back and forth, almost as if it's racing against you. And as you open up your eyes and, and gain a, a semblance of where you are, you see two glowing bright yellow eyes look back at you. And the same draconic grin that you have seen on Tarlayan's face a multitude of times stretches ever wide against this almost solid black expanse and you hear echoing through this chamber <laughs> my turn Calum and Gwen you look over towards where you saw your friend get savaged by these sharks and as they continue to bite against him you see a claw stretch out and grab this shark and the shark tries to escape and you see these claws sink in more and more into the flesh of this creature until eventually it stops moving and as the blood begins to fill the water you actually see it go towards Blake and it begins to go into his nose and you see his shoulders begin to round inside the water as he rights himself and you see his head point up as his body begins to expand and as it does you see two dark wings form underground and almost like a bullet his figure shoots out of the water into the night sky blake inside of your chamber you see these large bars slide in front of you to prevent you from going anywhere you seem to be trapped in this small cage and when you try and move anywhere, it just seems to stop you. And looking around, you can see that in the center of this chamber is what looks to be a yellow orb. And it has things playing inside of it. It seems like there is motion coming from this orb. 
and as you stare at it, as you look at it, you see from a first-person perspective what you recognize to be your own face flying quickly through the air. Your body lands on the deck of the ship and you see this figure look over, the Catman figure, looking over very confused. And he just points at you and just says, I thought you were, and you see a hand reach out and just grasp around the neck of this figure, lift it up, and you hear a bellowing echo from around you now, followed by a sickening snap as this cat person's neck just seems to readjust itself and find a new place for it along the shoulders of this creature as it drops to the ground. You see these other figures all look at you, eyes wide, as it seems like you were in one place and then you were immediately in another. And with a precision like you would know to be the same way that you go about your hunting, that is the meticulousness that Tarlayan exhibits. Calum, you feel a quick rush by you, and then you go from immediately being covered in water to being on dry land, and with a thud, you and Corey both land on the deck of the ship as you watch this black shadow race through the sky, sink into the water again. And then, Gwen, you feel yourself getting pulled up from the water and then thrown onto the deck of the ship. And Calum and Gwen, looking out onto the deck, it is just covered in gore and viscera of just limbs and organs that have been torn and in front of you standing at an imposing almost 10 feet tall these two dark black wings what you recognize is blake but the symbol that is on his chest is glowing brighter and more constant than the lot of you have ever seen and at that you just hear this voice coming from blake I kept my promise. I kept you all safe. That's what he wanted, right? Hey, Caleb, why don't you get Corey up for a second here? Yeah, you did great, dude. You did super great. <laughs> Slam on her chest, <laughs> cast cure wounds. <laughs> this is uh, super impressive what you did. Can we have Blake back, please? I have no intention of giving him back. This is my body now. Mine! And with that, the necklace that is around Blake's neck and has been since you guys left Shroudport, you watch as one of the feathers begins to glow with this bright golden flare and begins to dissipate. It almost burns away and Tarlane looks down no, 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 and cries out into the night sky as you watch as his figure just shrinks back down, almost like it is being forced back into the body that it once held. Until all you see lying in front of you is a very naked, very cold, very passed out, but still alive Blake. And... From the side of the other ship, you see a human figure, their hand kind of down at their side, 
what looks to be a flaming dagger in their hand and just that was fucking incredible and that is where we will end it for tonight's session so i wanted to say hey guys thanks for sticking around and enjoying our game as we go you know a little bit uh a little bit longer than we normally do, but I feel like it was for a good reason. So, uh, as a as a happening reminder, uh, if you guys want to find more stuff like this, you can either support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theindooradventure or find our VODs if you're curious about what the fuck is happening right now. Everyone's yeah, drinking. Indoor. What the fuck? Look, you guys wanted thank, to die. Thank you, Kyle, with an N. You guys wanted to die. I simply gave you a means. But we did no such thing. Hey, RJ. Why don't I you, did. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us where we can find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ. You can catch me at Twitter and Twitch at rjustice282. Or here on Mondays as Calum, as you see. Also on Tuesdays as Hubris, the Tiefling Warlock. On Dragon Deep Water Heist. Nope. Water Deep Dragon Heist. That's the one. Heist yep. Water Dragon Deep. Yep. Closer. Yes. What the Mobby fuck? Hack'em Up. You can find me here today and tomorrow. And then not next week. So thanks for that. Uh, for ending it on like that note. Uh, I won't be on the Fates game on Sunday because I'll be gone. But we can also find you here on Thursday, where we're going to be running a one-shot of Power Outage, which is a tabletop RPG for kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing, um, I don't know, I made a pun about an iron as a 50s housewife, but I can't think about it right now. Excellent. Too busy thinking about other stuff, clearly. And Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, at Cyberwolf1201. I tweet about stuff. It's great. Yeah, um, you can find me here, I guess, still. Oh, yeah. Blake's still alive. Uh, you can you can find me on Prairie Stars on Thursdays playing another campaign. You can find me on my own channel, twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201, where I play Breath of the Wild and die slightly less than I do here. No, a lot more than I do here. Sorry. I see the death counter. That death counter is still ticking. <laughs> um, you can find uh, you can find a YouTube link if you go to my Twitch channel where you can find all those archives as well as the uh, YouTube videos that are essentially the podcasts that Kyle with an N and I uh, do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk and do parkour and talk about stuff. Usually the things that happen are game, so you can bet on the next episode. Well, not the next episode that I have to edit, but the next next episode will probably be covering this a little bit. I hope so. That shows where I got the inf inspiration for the things that happened today. Because <laughs> I listen How to dare. my players. You dare use my own content against me. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was non-content. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> All right. And... Do you have anything else? Uh, Open for adventure. They're yep. good. All of them. Yes. And Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? Besides being muted. Um. There it is. 
I do I do drawings of nerdy things, sometimes stuff about the show. Yes. And uh, you can also find me DMing Curse of Strahd in the future after wa Water Deep Dragon Heist. Yes. That should be next month at some point, because we're in the process of wrapping it up right now. Cool, I haven't done any preparation, so I should start doing that now. That's the best way to DM. Uh, and speaking of DMs, hello, I am the Indoor Adventurer. Uh, you didn't know that already. Well, then you came to the right place, uh, specifically the channel. So uh, here at the Indoor Adventurer, we run games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and sometimes Thursday uh, here at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I like to have fun with my friends, and then after we have our fun, that's when we go into our after show, which is Patreon-supported, called Nights in the Courtyard, where we get to discuss all the amazing things and feelings that we have about the episode that we just recorded. So, uh, we're going to be heading off and doing that. So, thank you all for coming by. It is March 25th, and you are loved, and we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody.